Blog Talk Radio. Was it, was it like... <coughs> this is on air. There was like three other people. Who did say it on air? No, no. It never went... <laughs> it never said that we were... No. Oh, I didn't get the intro. I know, the intro it didn't, didn't go say... It does the countdown. Who are you? Welcome to the tailgate show. Yeah. Oh boy. Talk Might as well talk about what do I do? Soccer, then. Hey, somebody go on and see if we're on. <laughs> might, might as well kick it off with some um, riveting conversation. Should we, uh, yeah. So, Mark, exactly. when when Pluto was denounced as a planet, how pissed off were you? Yeah, I was devastated, man. Honestly. I was good with me. That's such bullshit. I leave my room for like three How do you give someone planet three status days. one second and then just take it away? Yeah. Damn you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll tell you. You should continue with that Florida conversation. Yeah, huh? Oh, well, we got, whoa, whoa, I wonder how much of that got on. <laughs> Is the uh, host calling? Is anybody listening? Yes. Zach, are you on that? Yeah. All right. Well, um, shit. Well, I don't know. Because it says it's all connected, but yeah, we. <laughs> so, anyone know how to sing uh, Stranglehold? That's the guest calling, yeah. So, my phone, I should get in. Great stuff. We never claim to be professional. When Justin's not here. Oh, yeah. When Justin's not here. Like, you yeah, score we all the time. Yeah. We know who the brains of the operation are. Yeah, well done, Mirazo. Well done, Paul. Chris is clearly the looks, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird, man, because, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't it do the countdown. any of the stuff that it normally does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, I think that's Scotty. Yeah. Is that you, Scotty? Yeah, All right. right. <laughs> how are you guys enjoying this over? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> we got a great rest of the show. All right, hold on, wait. All Just right. Really make sure. Really make sure. Welcome to the Cudio, baby. <laughs> Straight in front of me, my boy D. Reese. What's up, kid? What's going on, everybody? We're just going to act like it never fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> you heard that, you heard that uh, limey accent? To my right, my boy. What's up, kid? What's up, kid? How you doing? doing? Good, man. Yeah? Get I think look. everyone's heard me already, though. I know. Well, they heard us all just yeah. yapping away. See, <laughs> yeah. I left. My boy, OD. What's up, kid? Hey, yo. How we doing, man? I'm nice. happy to be here. Listen, we've, uh, we don't, we don't, we're not really sure how this, this whole show is going to work. It's, it's, it's a little crazy. We've got a bunch of stuff going on, so uh, just you know, chill. We're going to work things out. But first of all... Um, we never normally do like a schedule or something, but because we have so much going on, I just want to give you guys a little heads up what we're doing tonight. We're going to go over uh, the big commission meeting today and Schlitterbaum getting the yes. And uh, then we're going to we're gonna talk to our brewers, depending on what time they get here. And we're going to do a tiny little bit of World Cup. And then the rest of the entire show will be circulating around your Fort Lauderdale strikers that are having their home opener Saturday night. Yes. And that is boner material right there. Oh my the God. fact that our boys are coming. Now, listen, as much as I've loved watching all this footy with the World Cup, I am looking forward to tailgating and being with my boys and, you know, going I, crazy. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I was, yeah. I was lost. 
I was alone. I was a little confused. It, but now the strikers are back. And they're back. All is right in the world. It really is. So let's let's jump right into it, Derek. You know, uh, well, actually, we got we're gonna get Neil on. Also, they were at the meeting. Uh, I guess this is great news, right? It's fantastic news. Uh, it seems like the what's it, the three and a half, four years they've been trying to get this deal done, and they finally have. Uh, the city and Schlitterbahn, uh, they've agreed on the terms and the lease and everything, and their vote today was technically to allow the city manager, which is our, our boy Lee Feldman, over there with the city of Florida, to authorize and sign that deal. So, you know, that's going to happen now, and, and the next step is that that goes to the FAA, and they approve it, and you know, they basically already approved it because they were the, you know, had a, a very large say in what goes into the lease, the terms, the, the money, the figures. They've got that all worked out. So it's a matter of getting it to them, the final stamp of approval, and then the, you know the process begins of you know final planning, traffic studies, all the crap they need to do before they do it. But you know, looks like next spring they're breaking ground on a water park, and you know they're they're going to start on the, uh, the baseball stadium and work their way south. There'll be four new soccer fields at the at the corner, uh, right on commercial. And uh, Lockhart's going to get fixed up, and it's going to be there. There's a 30-year lease with two five-year options at the end of it. Um, so, you know, it sounds like the stadium's going to be there for, for a very long time, which, beautiful, which is fantastic. Beautiful music right there. That is. That is awesome news. Now, listen, I remember um, twice I heard them mention the word strikers the first time I went. And they, both times they were saying that we want the strikers. They said that twice. How many times did you hear the word strikers today? At least... Uh, I don't know what number that is. Just well, yeah. At, at, at the end, towards the end of the thing, you know, the the Schlitterbahn people mentioned it. Mayor Fort Lauderdale, Jack Styler, brought it up. Very oh positive, talking about the strikers. You know, can you give us something more precise? I'd like to know, like, what the well, conversation. No, it was is. definitely when they were talking about, you know, the benefit to the community and the the overall project, the the soccer fields, the stadium came up, and them wanting the strikers there, having that team in the city, and you know, wanting that partner in the project, and having, you know. In addition to the water park, you have a professional sports team there, and, and the city really backs the team. They want the team there. The Schlitterbahn wants the team there. It, it's good for everybody involved. You know, was so. anyone from the Strikers there? No, nobody from the Strikers was there. They, they haven't been to any of those meetings. We, it's only been us. It's just the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I guess technically I count. I was there. Yeah. Um, uh, but today, uh, Neil and Robert were there, and, and I was there just to take in. Hardly anybody was there. I mean, it was mostly government people, and there was... One guy that came up to talk about the other issue that they were voting on that was like five minutes, the streetcar downtown that they did before the... Is it named Desire? <laughs> it's called The Wave. Um, and and, this one, and another guy came up with some issues, very detail-oriented issues with the lease itself about interest rates and de- demolition bonds and all these specific details to protect the city and all kinds of things like that. And it sounded like that was all things that the commissioners had thought about before. And so, you know... And it also, from, from reports from, from the last meeting, there were some commissioners that were a little iffy on, on the vote, but they were, they've been convinced, apparently, and everybody voted yes. Yeah. Everybody you know, approved it. So. How, how did they vote? It was, like, was it like a hand raise? Yeah. Or? It was, uh, you know, they, they did a, uh, well, one of them introduced the, the motion, or, or I can't remember the, the term, and then they all, you know, one by one. By was, the way, folks, was, yes, this, yes, this yes, is yes, not yes, a political yes. radio show yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, this is your civic lesson for today. But, uh, <laughs> there's the mayor and the vice mayor, and then... Three other commissioners, there are five districts of the city of Fort Lauderdale. They all voted yes. So, uh, 
You know, it was a clean sweep. It was fantastic. Ooh, thank you. Milkshake. It's just That's been awesome. a Schlitterbahn. Yeah, and it's, it's been and a it's really been... good week for Germany, you know. <laughs> you know, but I you know, I heard um I heard their name now mentioned a couple of times on the radio because I guess you know they had that world's largest yeah, water slide. Well, this this is another thing. You know, the family that owns the company would have been there today. They were at the last meeting. They would have been there except today they opened that water slide, the world's tallest water slide in Kansas City, so they couldn't be there for this meeting. They had to schedule this special meeting because they wanted more time to look over the lease and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently, the mayor's leaving town tonight. He's going uh, on a vacation or something, so they had to do it early Attaboy, in the day. Jack. Uh, but yeah, they voted on it. You know, it's approved, so it's a major step in the right direction. Now it's all about you know, obviously the stadium is kind of the secondary thing in the whole project, but you know now it's it's to the point where now you know the strikers, be it traffic or if they get bought by somebody else or whoever, now you can get in there really talk with them about partnering. Mm-hmm getting the stadium done right and making it, you know, or anybody else, you know. We, you we've, heard of the, we've heard of the stories about the FAA constantly just sitting on stuff. They're always treading water. Uh, are people worried that this, now this final step to go to the FAA yeah. might be? It doesn't to sound it? like it at all. It sounds like they've, you know, they didn't come up with this lease until they knew that it, they had talked with them and worked it out and know that this is what they want. This is, you know, they've already basically approved it. It's just a matter of, I guess, the logistics. They have to go to the city has to agree with the Schlitterbahn people first, and then it goes to FAA and they approve it. But it sounds like it's it's basically a formality for that to happen. I'm sorry, did you say if the mayor was there or not? Yeah, the mayor was there. The mayor was there. Like, Center is stage, that weird yep. when you see him? Like, does he recognize you? Like, he, 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 no, he recognized everybody. You yeah. know, called out all some Strikers fans in the back, and you know, because he was he said he was you know because the Schlitterbahn guy brought up the Strikers, and he's like, I'm glad you brought that up because we've got some fans in the back, and you know, uh, he's what did he say? He said, uh, you know, we keep hearing things about. Somebody else trying to bring a soccer team to South Florida, but I'm very happy having the Fort Lauderdale Strikers here, and we love the Strikers. And as he was quoted in some articles recently this week about, uh, you know, we all heard Beckham possibly flirting with with Broward County, and you know, but uh, the mayor and the city have been very supportive of the Strikers since they've come back in 2011, and it's great to have that support. They they fought to keep the team there. That's probably one of the reasons why the stadium is still part of this deal is because the Strikers are there. You know they have that history there, and you know you want that's great for the city to have a professional sports team with with their name on it. You know? Absolutely, one that and travels around North America. Exactly. That means everywhere they go, someone sees exactly the city people of Fort are you know saying, "Hey, Fort Lauderdale." You know, it keeps it in people's minds. You know, when they think, "Oh, where's a place that's warm that I can go when it's freezing in Edmonton in December?" You know, they can come down here and go to the water park now. Right. You know? right. So it's uh, it's really cool and it's exciting. It's very exciting uh, to see that happen, and hopefully, this is the first step. Uh, so in a couple of years, we've got a brand new stadium right there with that historic pitch with brand new stadium around it and, you know, long future for the strikers there. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of first that pitch thing, how was that when you did the pitch there in Marlin Stadium? Oh, yeah, it was fun. Good experience. Yeah. I thought I was throwing it, but then I got told I was kicking it when I got <laughs> Were you happy it was a soccer ball and not a baseball? Day? No, I was probably more confident throwing a baseball, you know, because I messed it. If I messed the soccer ball up, then it's pretty bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no pressure. If I messed the pitch up, you know, it doesn't really matter. I knew I wouldn't mess a pitch up. No, they I wouldn't. Me, been, they I give me like a, they give me a, a ball that was like flat. But it would also be if you had to kick a baseball. No. I don't know. Just make it challenging. Yeah. <laughs> with a broken foot. What's the matter with you? So you wear a steel toe or something like that. <laughs> so that was it. Was a good experience. Like, yeah, they treated good. you well. Yeah, it was really good. They, uh, you know, we got down on the field and all the team got down there. And, you know, taking some videos and some pictures, and you know, to to kick a you know ceremonial first pitch out at a at a MLB game. You know, major sport in the US is, is a, you know it was a good honor for me and my oh, yeah. family and friends. 
That's awesome, man. I, I, would, I wish I could have been there that night. That's uh, like you get treated like royalty when you do stuff like that. Like, are you walking through like the locker room area? Like, how does how does how does just getting down to actually on? Yeah, the field we walked through the through the back, you know, through all the the, the main areas, and and we got you know, I met some of the players and and uh, and you know some of the I guess important people. I don't know how it works. And, <laughs> I don't know how it works there, but. Yeah, it was it was a really good experience and one I'll, you know I'll never I'll never forget. I saw you on the opening uh, opening day poster, right? Is that what he was on? Opening day poster, like that was it was posted on Facebook and stuff. Oh yeah, like the promoting the game, yeah, yeah. for Saturday. Yeah, they're putting your face everywhere, dude. They must. I think I <laughs> yeah, think you're never trying to ask though. Yeah, but it's a, yeah, but <laughs> you know what? <laughs> my contract. <laughs> so they they can't use your likings. No, they can't. But they well, they see Beckham moving in, yeah, and yeah. you're the closest thing they got, dude. So <laughs> that's, that's what they have to, you know. We have to, you know, we have to get you some like that. What is that? Hennessy tattoos. We have to get you some of those full, yeah, yeah, full sleeves. Well, listen, we got to we got to keep up with Bex, dude. They're gonna come up to you. Listen, we need you to thicken up the accent a little bit. We're gonna put some fake tattoos on you. I don't know, man. Yeah. I beg to differ. <laughs> David Beckham is a poor man's Mark Anderson. Oh yeah, there you go. Tell yeah. you what, man. I'm having that. I'm having that. <laughs> well, it's it's awesome. I mean, we, we you know it's so funny is we went to that first meeting. How long ago was that that one meeting we went to in Lauderdale? Oh yeah, uh, that was must have been 2012, December 2012. That uh, that uh, city vision meeting where we went. Yes. Yeah, a couple of us went and pitched our idea to put a stadium. When uh, obviously this was when there was still some land down there, but you know something downtown or when it looked like. You know, Lockhart wasn't going to be available so, or whatever, and we've been at all this stuff, and just to see the process happen, and even from before that, 2011, this water park thing came out, and we kind of all were, like, against it at first, because, well, they're going to put a water slide through the stadium, they might knock it down, we don't want them to take over the the, the fields, or, you know, they were going to kick the team out in the middle of the season, they were talking about doing, you know, because we, we controlled the baseball stadium at the time, and we're training, and had the offices there and everything, and they're talking about, oh, they might have to go play someplace else next season, they'll be kicked out, and... You know, but then it's, as time's going on, it's like, wow, this is, you know, really cool opportunity. And considering the circumstances, you know, we could have a new stadium. What happens when the stadium's getting refurbished? We have to leave? I Possibly, but the way they explained it at one of the, the meetings at the airport was that they would do it in a way that the team could stay there. So training obviously might be a problem because the backfields won't be available anymore, but it sounds like there's obviously the way the stadium is built, you can do it like in England where, you know, you knock down one half mm-hmm. and you can still use the other half and the field while they're building it. So it sounds like the team's going to be able to stay there, which is also very positive because, you know, the fans can come in and see the progress. You don't have to move. You don't have to go to the cricket stadium or, or FAU or something. You can stay right there in your home and, and while that's while it's happening. So hopefully that's, that's something that does happen. And I hope they raise some money for the team. Here's a good opportunity. Start selling parts of that Lockhart. You want to sell us the seats? I know they're crappy, but there's some good ones in there. You know what I'm saying? Sell, I don't know, sell what, everything you can. Remember, baby. Yeah. yeah the, it, the, place is, uh, the place has a lot of memories to a lot of people. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, just, not just... Sure, and the baseball not, stadium, too. Absolutely. Sure. For Yankees and Orioles fans. That's, uh, you know, a lot of great baseball. Every great... You know, probably every great uh, you know, I, baseball I, player that played from, what, 1963 until 1994. Or when the Orioles left, had, if they played in the in the Grapefruit League in spring training, they played on that field. You know, so yeah, everybody, you know, Mickey Mantle all the way up to Ken Griffey and Barry Bonds. And, but yeah, but we, I, I heard they're maintaining part of that stadium, though. Huh? They are, yeah. They're keeping the main grandstand, and apparently within the bottom, where kind of like the locker rooms are now and stuff, would probably be restaurants and 
maybe locker rooms for you know changing and stuff at the water park, and they would have slides going off it. It would turn it into some kind of treehouse and the main right. entrance to the water park. So um, that's kind of cool that they are being able to keep a little bit of that historic structure and fix up Lockhart and, and keep that going. So you know it's it's really cool, and especially in a if you think about it in soccer terms, you know places historic soccer venues in this country. There aren't that many left. There's RFK. Portland Stadium has been around since the 70s, and there's Lockhart. Every place else is new. You know, all those old teams that you hear about from the old NFL days, they played in football stadiums or baseball stadiums that aren't there anymore. Places that have been knocked down, you know, Veterans Stadium and places in Boston and all these places that don't exist anymore. And, and even you look at baseball and football, there's so many or old historic places that are gone. To have that place in Fort Lauderdale where, you know, that's the place people's grandfathers have gone and they've taken their kids to games, and now that it keeps going down, you have that touchstone that you know you have in, in Europe, where the teams have been playing at the same place for 100 years. You have that continuity. So, you know, and, and not just the strikers, but international soccer too has been at Lockhart all these years, all these big games that have been played there. So, you know, it's really cool to, to think that and to see that you know we're going to have Lockhart's going to be there for another 30 years, you know, and it's going to have a new life. So, it's, it's really exciting. I want a piece of the fence that Sparky jumped over. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I, that's what my memorabilia is. Rip up be. our section, yeah. Yep. I want a piece of that, that fence. I could say I was there for that, for the number one Lockhart leap of all time. <laughs> I got I to gotta show proof to people, man. People would never believe that I was there for that. So I'm going to have real proof. So, yeah, this is nothing but great news um, about our strikers getting – and not, not, I guess we could also talk about some player additions, right? We've picked up a couple of goalies now. Yeah, within the last, uh, I guess since we played last, well, I guess, yeah, since since we were here last, we uh, played the Rowdies in St. Pete uh, on the 4th and a friendly. Unfortunately, it lost that game 3-1 in the last five minutes. It was tied 1-1, but we saw a lot of new guys. Uh, I'm going to see if I can not butcher the name, but the new well, goalie, Camille Chontafalski. Oh, man. Can't from, wait to see you pronounce that one from, weekly on the show. <laughs> from uh, Slovakia, probably the new starting goalkeeper, and we've got... Uh, Okay. So another goalie today, uh, David. He did a uh, nickname real quick. <laughs> is it Meeves or Mevis? Uh, Meeves. Meeves. Mevis. 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 We'll figure it out. Not Mevis, yeah. So he's uh, coming in. He apparently played. Uh, he was drafted by the Timbers last year. He's the NCAA's all-time shutout leader. He played with Akron. Nice. He was playing this year in the Open Cup with Des Moines against Minnesota. I saw. Hmm. Apparently he did good in that game, and you know, so we got a quality uh, new backup goalie in and. Got Jenison, the Brazilian forward, and uh, uh, James Marceline, uh, the Haitian uh, midfielder, who's yeah. looked really good. So you know he's played with Portland, he played with Puerto Rico. Yeah, that guy's a boss. So sure. he he looks he looks really good out there. So uh, it's exciting the guys they brought in, and you know we got a good core coming in from last year and from the spring. We did well in the spring, so you know. So the, 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 the losing the two Germans, I guess this is basically what we replaced them with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Right, we replaced the we forward and a and a and, goalie. And the goalie, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you would say we went up, down, same? It's tough to tell right now. I mean, only, having only seen them in a couple of friendly games, but the experience seems to be there, especially for the goalkeeper. I mean, this guy's been played with uh, Zenit St. Petersburg in Russia. They won the Europa League and the Super Cup. They beat Man U in 2008. He was on that team. Shit. Um, so, uh, you know, you, they definitely got the experience for the goalkeeper. The uh, Jenison guy's young. Right, he's he's like twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So um, don't know much about him yet, but you know he's the new number nineteen. So I gotta go get the jersey with his oh, name on the back of it. Nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, these guys feeling good. How yeah. was the Tampa experience? That was great. You know, it was cool to be able to actually stay the night 
for once and not have to worry about getting home and a bus full of people, survival when the bus is on fire and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was cool. You know, it didn't rain all day. The fireworks went off. You know, it was cool. Got to go out, got to go out on the field. We actually sat in those seats they added across the field to watch the fireworks and stay the night. You know. How did those seats look up close? Oh, they're awesome. They're like padded. They're really nice. Right, you know, feet from the touch line. So that's a really cool addition they've made up there for them. And, you know, especially and for productions too. Like you're watching it on the stream before you watch the video and there's nothing out there. It looks like it's a right. plane or a field in front of nobody. But you hear the atmosphere because of the roof on the other stands. But now it looks like there's something out. It looks more professional. So that's good for them. That's good for the league. They replaced the field. So um, I'll leave that to Mark to tell us about the field because it looked like a, a lot better. It was probably a little It was a lot better, but it was moving a little bit yeah, because they it was brand it. new. Normally, yeah. you, normally you let it. Uh, you know, when you get a new pitch, you let it settle in for a few months. No one plays on it, but, you know, it was brand new, and you could still see where, you know, that it had been laid down and all the different squares, and it was a little bit tough sometimes, but it's way better than what they had, and, and when it settles in, it'll be, a, uh, it'll be a good pitch. How long will that take before it's uh I don't know, probably a few a month or so. Yeah. Not to the, so not that long? No, not, not, not long, but, you know, even now it's better than what they had, and it's a lot more flat in there. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good, uh, good addition they've made. You know, how got, how, got it, money how is it like playing now with those people so close? Yeah, to you it's now? good. It's good. You know, I uh, when when we change the team after sixty minutes, you know, we got to sit in the bench, and, and it's good. You know, you hear a little bit, of, you hear a little bit of banter behind you, and, and it's fun. You know, it's it's all it's all it's all a laugh, and and it was good. They, uh, it's good to have that behind you, and uh, you know, adds to the atmosphere and into the occasion. And you know, when you play in the derby like Tampa, it's uh, it's it's good. Right. Well, at least uh, they're making strides. What have they decided? What they're doing with the whole baseball part, though? They haven't. I mean, uh, this field apparently was paid. It cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars to relevel the field and sod it and all that, and that's paid by the city apparently. But now that I think the owners sued the city or the baseball commission that's there because of the other upkeep stuff that they've complained about that hasn't been fixed. Then you know you can if you've been there, you know like the seats in that main baseball stand aren't great. They're old. There's, I'm sure there's problems with the mold and stuff in the locker room. It's just because it's an old place, and you know they've had some problems there. So they're still working that out. Apparently, the, the city still wants baseball as a part of that facility, which is really silly because three blocks away there's a major league stadium where well, the they, Rays play. Do they play there still? Somebody they do. There? They've done the last three years, like a week before the NASL season starts, they have this international St. Petersburg baseball classic where they have these international teams come in and play in front of No, I mean on a regular people. basis. No, no, no. no. Oh. Nobody plays there. So they cover up, but before they redid the field, you could still see like the grass laid over where the infield is and it, you know the wavy lines because you know, it all kind of sloped down from the pitcher's mound. It was just a bad situation. So, But they're not going to do that no more there, right? Well, sounds like they still want to do that, but between now and next season, I think they'll have worked that out where they're going to get rid of baseball. They're going to cut into the new, brand new pitch? Yeah, it's really stupid, but you know, because the, the value isn't there. They play three or four games a year, and nobody shows up to it. And it's and there's no nobody's gonna ever come back there for spring training because it's the modern you know it's one stadium and a tiny little mini infield behind it. There's no real ability to practice there. Even when the Rays were there, they had to practice miles away and then come there on a bus for their games. It's not like when you go to Jupiter um. or these new places where they have five fields and they can practice, or even Fort Lauderdale with the two fields in the back. You can practice there, then you come right into the stadium for the game. You've got the locker room, you've got the weight rooms, all the stuff that they need for that. They just don't have the facilities there. So it sounds like, you know, and this guy's a heavy hitter, their owner in St. Pete, so he's probably going to get what he wants. And they'll be able to either renovate that and turn it like they did in Portland, turn it into a proper soccer stadium, or they'll be able to knock it down and build a brand new one there on that spot. Because it's really, it's a fabulous location on the bay, downtown. You can't ask for better than that. Yeah, it's so, a great, it is a great location. Yeah, you can walk there. 
you know, five minutes from all kinds of bars and restaurants. It's that atmosphere you want for a, for a stadium like that. And, you know, so hopefully they get that done, and that'll be big for them, I think. But Better watch out for Beckham. He wants to be on the water. <laughs> Maybe going to Tampa, right? He could. It's a different water. He could. You, you think, you think um, let's, just, let's just, I mean, Brousseau was a lo- a right about a lot of things he talked about on this show, a lot, and he's been, he's been on top of it. Does does any of this now ring bells? I mean, look, I mean, it's there's going to be a five star hotel in this thing. I mean, it's it's big deal to stay there. Mm-hmm. Is this sexy enough to bring Beckham here? No, on that. But this is you know this is where how you have to look. The way they seem to be looking at it is they want the glitz, they want the glamour, they don't want to come back to that stadium because that's what they blame for the fusion failing. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. So anybody knows what actually happened. Yeah, and the area that it's in, it's still it's a warehouse. It's still a warehouse district. It's by the airport. It's not. It's not downtown Fort Lauderdale. It's not glamorous. But you know, the, the area that Kansas City Stadium is not glamorous either. It's next to a mall out in the suburbs by the racetrack that's there. But it's filled with twenty thousand people every single game, and they go nuts for soccer. And now that's where the U.S. national team wants to play. That's where you know it's one of the darlings of soccer people in the country. Wow, look at how great Kansas City is. And they don't have any star players on their team. They're not in a sexy market, but they fill up their stadium with great fans. So, you know, if you look – and also, you know, with the strikers, you've got that history. So he can tap into Ray Hudson and George Best and Gordon Banks, you know, and Gerd Mueller and all these great players, Nene Kubias, that played with the strikers back in the day, which you don't have in other places. And you could do that with Tampa Bay as well, the same thing, or the Cosmos. Um, So that's – very marketable, in my opinion. And if you have a brand new stadium with a world class thing next to it like that, and it's filled with people, when you're drawing people from all over the area, it makes sense. And to Brusso's credit, you know they're ticking off a lot of things along its timeline. And if they're serious now, just in the last week, what did we see? Oh, Beckham is interested. He's talking with these Broward County commissioners about possibly putting the stadium up here. And maybe it's just pressure to get the people in Miami to do what he wants. But look, if somebody else buys the Strikers and they're not necessarily invested in the NASL. And Beckham wants to team up with him. Why would that person say no? I mean, he wouldn't have to build a stadium. Well, he yeah. would. I mean, he would. You're not gonna. You're gonna obviously spend more and do a bigger stadium than Schlitterbahn's gonna be willing to pay for. True. And what even the Strikers or any new ownership or whatever happens with the Strikers would want to pay for. But if they're willing to spend three hundred million dollars in Miami, you could get much more value for that money at a less. Obviously, you don't have to fill in water to make land to build a stadium. And Lockhart is already there. All those, not, all those dollar paid to have good advisors, and they could have just listened to the tailgate show. And even some it. of the fans, you know, they're starting to realize, oh, the people that support the MLS team in Miami, it's like, you're not going to survive just on people in Miami. You know, there's 2.5 million people in Dade County. There's 3.2 in Broward and Palm Beach. More people live north, and they're not going to drive from Boca and Palm Beach and North Broward to downtown Miami and deal with the traffic to go see, you know, what's a marginally better product in MLS than compared to what's here. So Neil's going to get on. You don't think that you don't think the folks from the Keys are going to drive up? Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think so. Miami. Okay, I've spent the last three or four days just for the fun of it, going out on uh, big soccer. Get them. Going out on the Beckham Stadium in Miami in big soccer. The amount of ignorance on there about up here is absolutely stunning. Uh, the ideas of where they want to think Beckham's going to put a stadium downtown Fort Lauderdale, no. 
I finally got disgusted with it all and answered some questions and actually got a conversation going with some of those people. What he's saying is right. There are a few that are just Miami, nowhere else. We don't want to go to that stupid place. It's too much American. We want to keep it here. Most of the others are perfectly willing to have it come up here. And I, of course, had to get my two cents worth in today when I posted about the strikers and told everybody down there, by the way, we have always looked at this team, not as Miami's team or Fort Lauderdale's, but as South Florida's. Every one of you are welcome to come up here at any time and enjoy the striker games. It's cheap, and there's a a lot of good people, and it's a lot of fun. True? Absolutely. You know, we like to have a good time. Yeah. Some people are going to be soccer snobs, right? I mean, isn't that really the one? No, and that's the problem. They're always going to be that. And, and, uh, you know, oh, minor league will never work in Miami. It has to be the best or whatever. And, you know, that's a a bullcrap argument because – you know, if there's a bad MLS team is no different than supposedly minor league or even a good MLS team because if it's not Saturday morning and it's not David Villa or whoever's tearing it up in the Premier League, you know, RVP and these guys that they see on TV, those are the best players in the world. They don't play in this country. You know, if you were good enough to play on a real top team, you wouldn't be in America. You know, so that's the, they don't realize that LeBron James of soccer ain't going to play for Beckham's team. He's not. You're not going to get a, a, those kind of players on that team. And, you know, people don't understand that difference. And, you know, even uh, even teams that are, you know, probably is just about the same as an MLS team. Uh, teams from Colombia or South America or, you know, like a River Plate. The Strikers played last night. The people from there are always going to think their home team is better than the ones, whatever we have here. They're going to always root for that team and they're going to think no matter what, even if they get beat by them, oh, whatever, we're better than them because we're from wherever, from from Brazil or from Colombia or, or wherever the team's from. So it's, it's an uphill battle, but that's why when you look at the markets in this country, the teams that do the best are the teams where people are in it because it's their city. It's because they have pride in their place and, and the, you know, their team. It's like Portland that doesn't have a star player in their team or Kansas City that doesn't have you know, these DP players that they keep talking about bringing over. You know, oh, people are going to come only because it's Kaká? That's not, you know, you don't want a place like that. You want them to come because it's Orlando. You want people to come because they're proud of New York, not because Henri's on the team or Cahill's on the team. And the best markets, you know, kind of like the Pacific Northwest teams, Canadian teams, they don't have these big, splashy stars on them. They just are proud of their team and their city and and just like any other sport. You know, Chicago Cubs sell out Wrigley Field every single game. They play day games on weekdays and they sell the stadium out. They haven't won anything in 100 years. It doesn't matter. It's because it's the community aspect. It's it's the Cubs. It's, It's part of their... You know, identity, and that's how you make it work, and that's the angle you kind of have to market it to to make soccer work in this country. I think. I think you're right. I think that um, building that community is a big thing. You, you're building, uh, you build that. What do you call that? That culture, like yeah, you, know. you want that identity associated as part of. That's why you know you have these crazy rivalrous rivalries like Boca and River and. Man City, Man U, and, you know, Liverpool, Everton, because it's like it's part of who you are. Where you grow up with that team, and, you know, that's – it's a big part of your life. And, and on, you know, and it's not because your team always wins. There's, you know, it's – look at the EPL. How many teams have won the Premier League in the last 20 years? Five, you know. It's not very spread out, you know. Uh, Newcastle doesn't win, but they have a sold-out stadium every weekend, so – you know, it's it's about building that identity and that culture, and and it's happening. It's happening across the country, but there's still some places where they think, you know, which I think is a problem in New York with the, what they've done there from the start with MLS. They they started a team and they 
called them the Metro Stars, and they didn't tap into the heritage that was popular there. And then they changed the name to the Red Bulls, and they play in New Jersey. And now they're bringing in a team that's going to play in the city, but it's New York City, owned by Man City with light blue uniforms, and it's tied to this other team. So, you know, as a New Yorker, if I was a New Yorker, I would totally be a Cosmos fan because that's something that's built out of New York, and especially New Yorkers of all people. When you have such pride in the city. And it yeah, there's, like, a, there's a lot of... Uh supporters groups in New York, you know, there's Man United supporters groups, right, I'm yeah. sure there's Newcastle fans, there's mm-hmm. Arsenal fans, yep. if I'm a Man United fan, I ain't going to support exactly, yeah. New York's FC if they've no got, got a tie to Man City. Mm-hmm. No chance. The, the, the one counter argument is this, that something like that could work in Miami because the city of Miami is not like that. That's an instant gratification part of town. That's, to an extent it is. I mean, if you come up, if you put something on the show, it's an event town, people will come out to see it, but if you if you did, for instance, Boca Juniors Miami, nobody who's a River fan or any fan of anybody else in Argentina or South America is ever going to support that team. So it's, it's Chivas USA is a prime example. You know, a lot of Mexicans in LA. If you don't like Chivas, you hate Chivas, and you're never ever ever going to support that team. So it's kind of a stupid idea, and that's why the league owns that team now, and they're going to rebrand them because it hasn't worked. And you know, you have to be careful with stuff like that. And I think in New York, it's more likely that you're right. There's so many supporters of. English teams that aren't Man City, they have an uphill battle, even though there's so many people there to, to you know, and they're playing at a baseball stadium, too, for that matter. Is that enough to swing you, though, if you, are, if you lived in New York? If you lived right by the stadium and you were a soccer fan and you wanted to go watch them, but you, you wouldn't go watch it because they were somehow linked to Man City? Yeah, I'm not, pick, I'm not giving Man City money. I'm a Man United yeah, fan. For sure. And at the same, the, I don't know if you saw, the, in Australia, they bought uh, Melbourne Hart. Man City, and they changed the name to Melbourne City, and they have a logo that's kind of like the New York City one. They changed the primary shirt to light blue. They changed the whole identity of the team, and there's another team in Melbourne, and people were switching allegiances just because of the way, not because they're necessarily Man United fans, but because they just don't like the way they handled it. They just came in and said, ah, nuts to you, whatever you've got going on. We're going to rebrand this and increase our global reach for Manchester City, and it's just kind of a sleazy way, like Red Bull has done. It's a sleazy way of doing business and just to make money and promote yourself and it doesn't respect the people in the town that you're going to, you know. New York, New Yorkers want that respect and to come in and say, no, you know what, we're no, a Man City. We deserve team. it, really. They, they do. We do. It's, it's, honestly, one of, if not the greatest city in the world, and it, it deserves better than we're an advertisement for an energy drink or we're, you know, a sister club of Manchester. That just seems kind of stupid when you've got something, you know, yeah, but they just, so popular the Cosmos, back in the day. I don't know if the Cosmos are never going to go MLS now, right? It's a very unlikely now that they've obviously yeah, had another team. Yeah, they teams didn't, in New York, Yeah, right? they didn't agree with why they're probably in our league is because their ownership or the MLS didn't like their ownership or one way or the other. But, you know, that's a brand that people will grab onto in New York. It's, you know, it's popular. It's built there. They have the stars there. It's, you know. History. You, can't, you, you know, cannot put a price on history. Yeah. That's why you see so that's many. That's deep. That's, That's really why you deep. see so many times, you know, for instance, here, the Strikers have come back two or three times. You had the Timbers come back, the Sounders and other sports. The, you know, Washington uh, Nationals came back, and that was a team from, from years ago. And, the, you know, um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Where they did the Baltimore Orioles. When they mm-hmm. moved from St. Louis in the 50s, there was a team called the Orioles that ended up being the Yankees. But from before, they keep that continuity going because things, you know, mean something to the city and to the fans. And to just come up with, you know, new stuff for the sake of it because you – think you've got some stigma of failure from something before is just kind of stupid. It's, it's why we don't have an MLS team here now, in my opinion, because I, I think, but they call them the Fusion and they play 30 miles from Miami. That Red dumb. Bull thing really irritates me. 
the, the yeah. fact that your sponsor's the name, I don't care. I mean, the drink's not bad, but the fact that you, I mean, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, that's a step too far. I'm okay with the shirt sponsorship. Sponsor yeah. all you want. It, that team was going to be called Empire Soccer Club in like 1995, and then they, some guy bought it who was like Metro Media was his company, and they called them the Metro Stars instead. You know, it's, if they'd have been Empire SC with a Red Bull sponsorship and that fabulous stadium, people would be more likely to support them, I think. Yeah. But because they're, they have that thing and they play in New Jersey, that's why that stadium's half empty most of the time. Even though they've got a great team, they won the Supporter Shield last year, they've got stars. So you're, you're ramming it down yeah, your throat. So, so you're telling me, Chris, that if, if you got free beer for an entire season, you wouldn't go see the Fort Lauderdale Schlitterbahns for the entire year? Why, they make a Schlitterbahn beer? I'm just saying, no, oh. no. If, that, if they named the team after the water park, you wouldn't go oh. see Oh, Oh, that's, yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little different. In this country, especially, you know, there's soccer, obviously, it's caught on because of the world standard, and it's been kind of that fifth-tier sport. But there's pushback. They've tried to do ads on the NBA jerseys for a couple of years now, and every time they've really gotten close to doing it, all the fans have They're doing of, it next year, though, right? Yeah, they're, they're supposedly getting ready to do it because they moved the NBA. Probably, yeah, back probably and, have done oh, it, They're right? going to add sleeves, and they're going to say they're, they're going to put it I don't think the, the, I think the players hate the sleeves, so they're actually going to no, not I, do that. No, I saw on ESPN that it's, uh, it's for the 2014-15 yeah. season, mm-hmm. they're putting advertising yeah. on it. I don't know why they're going to put the logo. Yeah, it's... They'll probably it'll be like a little patch. It. It'll be like a little patch, and it'll still say Heat or whatever on the front. It won't be like a big, like a soccer jersey sponsorship. But uh, you know, NFL has started to do it on practice jerseys. But on the on the game jerseys, there's a lot of pushback in American sports because our culture here it's just that's a little bit too much. You know, you go to the game, there's ads everywhere. It's on the side of the field, and, and hockey, hockey is even on the ice. You know what I mean? And, and certain things. And There's basketball. a million commercials already. Yeah, exactly. You're already getting enough advertising money. We right. don't need that shoved down you know, your throat, it's, too. It's, come on, NBA, you don't need that extra money. It's, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Yeah. But um, I would like, I would like a, a sponsor on the front of our shirt. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think now in soccer, it, it, it gives you a little bit of credibility. Yeah. It makes it look more, people are people more excited about it. Yeah, obviously, exactly. it shows people interested in but sponsoring the team. But the team, you know, I wouldn't want the team to be called the Fort Lauderdale Bacardis or something. You know what I mean? It would be, it, that's, Sounds really stupid and minor leaguey to me, you know. But would you if if if, if they funded the team? It's tough, you know. It's tough. Like the way if I was in New York, I wouldn't be a Red Bull fan either for that reason because that just sounds so stupid to be a the New York something. I know, but if if, it, if there's a chance that your club either goes bust or you change your of name and, and survives, oh, of course. That's yeah. what I mean, though. You know, I would rather you guys it. go down the fucking drain. I mean, come on. That's yeah. what I mean. It's know? a very tough not. call to make, but yeah. Someone's yeah. plowing millions into the club, and mm-hmm. but if you're an M- if you're an MLS, I don't think you need to, re- to call them the Red Bulls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least you know. With that them. shirt, everybody knows. Oh, they're sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. You don't have to call I think it's kind of cool. I think it's no, I do. I, I cool. think it's kind of cool. But Why? No, I just think it's a it's a it's an it's a it's an enormous brand, and they sponsor. Not only do they sponsor the Red Bulls, they sponsor every, you know, all kind of sport. And I think, you know, someone thinks of New York, I think it sounds kind of cool. And the people who don't know soccer, you know, they think, oh, New York Red Bulls. And it's it's an attractive name. And, you know. You can I look at it more. Point. Yeah. Obviously, it has its, its positives and negatives. But what about you, OG? Yeah, the day, man, the it's a business. I mean. Yeah. You know. You know, if, if that's going to put you in a better position to succeed or compete, then... Look, I don't... You I, think they would sign Thierry Henry if the Red Bulls weren't no, the yes, owners? they wouldn't have, yeah. And no, I don't they're, think... They're, they're not I don't the only bl- Red Bulls as well. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, there's Red Bulls, Salzburg. Salzburg. Yeah. My, my beef, you know, I don't blame MLS for doing that one bit because they got that fabulous stadium built. It put a lot of, you know, recognition in the league, but, you know, 
not so much with you know because the Metro Stars didn't have much of a history before. If they had come in and rebranded the Cosmos to that, that might have been a little bit more. But what they did in Salzburg, that was a team that was there for 100 years, and And, they just said, ah, we're going to take it over and change your name. The only reason you don't like it. Your your manager, see if he can buy us. Fort Lauderdale Little Debbies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Gooses. Yeah, the Gooses. gooses. Fort Lauderdale Gooses. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We'd love to own a team at Goose Ring. Flying V, baby. (laughs) <laughs> quack, quack. All right, I guess that's stuff. We, yeah, we would have we would have a lot of good stuff. And goose are angry. Have you ever seen those? Watch those goose attacks on YouTube. They do that honk thing. It's very those loud. Are nasty, dude. They will mess you up. They will. Yeah, bro. I think you know. Hopefully next year we have a sponsor on the front. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I, th- I think I think I it's a like major play now. for yeah. the water park. I think if it's playing right there on the property, I think you, now you pitch that in even the if it's not the water park. I think now with but the water park. I'm sure the water park's gonna have a sponsor. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and so one of them could maybe be on. Yeah, I'm sure. Know. And now with that happening, that the strikers become a little bit more attractive to somebody to spend money on because, oh, they're going to be playing right next to this thing while people are going to be there. Your side is going to be on the stadium. So it makes it an easier sell, I think, and hopefully we will get you know some kind of shirt I think uh, the way that the crest is placed on the kit, you can still take pride in the name of the organization. Yeah, absolutely. That without, was, you know, without having to have it that's one of the reasons why you know teams have that now and oh, why we came across, up with that. You can put it across the back of the yeah. bottom of the Even shirt. Even you know? the, the Red Bulls actually do that. It's overkill. They have New York Red Bulls written under the number on the back in addition to the crest and the giant Red Bull logo on the front of the shirt. Little tramp stamp? Yep. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, now we don't, it's not as important. The Rowdies did it this year. They moved the little logo up here and put a sponsor on the front. It's not as important to say strikers across the front because we have a proper soccer crest, unlike the team in the 70s. You have have a notable kit as well, those red and yellow hoops. Exactly, yeah, you're going to know it's a striker jersey. I think that's a big sponsor for the Rowdies now, right? Yeah, the Hard Hard Rock. Rock. Hard Rock up there. We even saw that guy. He played for the 90s strikers, remember, at the last home game. We stopped him. He had a yeah. Universal Medical Center or something from 94. They had a sponsor on the front, and they had the old logo on the, the jersey. About, remember the Winn-Dixie kit? And the Winn-Dixie kit, yes, yeah, sponsored by Winn-Dixie. I own one of those. So uh, it's not unprecedented. Awesome. All right, let's play a little spot here for uh, our boy DJ Applehead. Hopefully we see you out of there real soon in the, uh, the fall session. Everybody get up. Hey, Striker fans. You've been to the Red Light District. You dance at the tailgate. You know someone who's having an event? Maybe you are. They call me DJ Applehead. It's not us. I'm guessing I'm going to guess what's happening. Because hey, Striker fans, this is Matt from White Tide Affairs, the official the DJ company of the Red Light like District. The artificial that intro that it does. Are you having a party or know someone who is? Then give us a call at 954 649-2139. Check out our website, whitetidebears.com. Let's do it old school style. Read the ad. Hey, we'll screw DJ up, bro. Yeah. Hopefully we see you anyway, though. <laughs> Well, make sure you, you look him up. He's uh, DJ Applehead from White Tie Affairs. Right. Uh, while we're on the subject, Goosery, Gooser Sports. We're going to be getting the brew-off cups ready uh, here soon for the big brew-off coming up in August. We're looking forward to that. Maybe the boys from Angry Union will show up. We don't know. Oh, man, I'm hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> those, those guys are just so entertaining. They are. They're pissers. The firemen that brew the beers. For the brew-off, which is... I'll do that. Oh, August, August 16th. 16th. Yep. Thank you. 
It is the Atlanta game and oh. special guest stars, Sparky's team. Yeah, the family's in. Yeah. You're actually going to be able to do a body shot off Eric Winalda at that game if you if you come. Yeah. That's no, pretty, that's I'm, I'm going to go, but I'm going to stay away from Winalda. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be there. The guy's he's busy. He's somewhere else, right? Yeah, the Premier League, um, Premier League started yeah, by there. Champions yeah. League starts up. Yeah, he'll be done. Yeah, on that yeah. note, I guess maybe uh, the Brew guys on here. It's just, uh, last night was the uh, Open Cup games. Uh, Winalda and Atlanta lost to – who do they play? Chicago. Chicago. They yeah. got beat by Chicago. They were tied pretty late in the game, but they got beat, and uh, Carolina's run ended. Their home unbeaten streak got beat, got knocked off by Dallas. Uh, they were competitive, but then it went 5-2 at the end. So the NASL's run is over. There are no lower division teams left in the Open Cup. Man. You know, I thought, I, I thought Carolina might have had a chance in there. They looked um, – you know, they, I was following on Twitter, and it was 3-2. They, they put up a fight. They beat the Galaxy. They beat uh, Chivas. You know, they always seem to do well in the, in the yeah, Cup. They did well, I don't yeah, know what Atlanta good. was doing. but, but Atlanta was one of, like Wigan. They weren't doing so hot in the league, but they got a good run going in the Cup. So, mm-hmm. you know, good for them. You know, that's good for the league. And to see, it's always cool to see the lower teams make it far and, you know, give the MLS teams a run for their money and, and uh, prove that, you know, there's some good soccer that's played in this league and, and in the USL and PDL and everything. And that's always so fun, you yeah. know, the Open Cup. So Good job, Carolina. Absolutely. Thanks, but I, I, I would like to hear some more about this other match you guys went to yesterday. If you guys could talk about that. Yeah, we played, uh, you know, lucky enough to play against one of the you know, Argentina's biggest clubs. We played River Plate. You know, we found out on Monday that we were going to be playing River Plate on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we played against them last night. It was, uh, we, we, we lost 3-0. But it was, uh, you know, great, you know, great game to play in as a, as a player. And, you know, we did well, obviously. You know, you, going into it, you know, you're not going to have... You know they're going to probably dominate possession and stuff, but you know they would they would beat you know 99% of MLS teams, and you know if they were to play in the Premier League, they would probably finish top 10. Really? Yeah, of course. They're that good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, wow. one of the world's biggest teams, That's River Plate. Nasty. Yeah. So we did well, you know. We 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 didn't really get broken down. You know, we give two goals away at the back post that you know had a little bit of you know obviously we're chasing a lot. You know, you switch off now and then, and these teams. In the in our league, we wouldn't probably wouldn't get punished, but at that level, you know, you give them a, a yard of space and, and and they punish you, and that's what happened last night. And the third goal was a just a sloppy mistake, you know, it was never it wasn't anything that they broke us down or, you know, we we give the ball away at the back and they went through and scored. So, you know, we had some chances. We went forward, we kept the ball well in in, in spells, and uh, yeah, but you now we were all happy with how we how we defended, and that was the key going in. You know, we thought we'll use it as a as a game. To work on our shape and the things we want to focus on, and you know, and if you can do it against them, if you're doing it against them, you can do it against teams in our league. So that's that was our main focus. We knew that, you know, you know that the chances of getting beat were high, but you know, we were confident going into the game, and we were we, we were confident with the result and how we played, and you know, we take the positives out of it. Sure. How'd you feel playing with the new guys? How'd James look out there? Yeah, we obviously, you know, we played Thomas. <laughs> now we played up in Tampa, and uh, obviously the the brothers were there, and. Uh, we 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 were actually you know at half time we thought we played extremely well we moved the ball well we had most possession a lot of possession of the ball you know we we, we a lot of good combinations you know we played a, a the goal they scored in the first half we tried to play offside you know it was obviously a sloppy goal from us we gave away the and we 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 scored near the end of the first half and you know the starters you know who usually start the games in the league played 60 minutes and you know when you make a lot of changes like that it's hard for the 
for the the boys to get into it and you know 11 new players into the game and it's tough and you know they did well and we were pushing and you know they're excited they want to prove what they can do in that 30 minutes and you know Tampa didn't do that they changed you know, three or four players Sure. How does and, uh, uh, how does playing with Jenison up top kind of change the dynamic from uh, from what a guy like Marius was doing up there? Yeah, obviously he's a totally different player. You know, Marius. You know what you're going to get with Marius. He's a, uh, you know, just by looking at him, he's a, uh, you know what you know what he can do and and, and what his strengths are. And Jenison, you obviously you got you know he's a new player from Brazil and you don't know what's his strengths, how he plays, what he what he wants you to do. And you know, obviously for me, I'm you know I've got to link up with him a lot more. I play just behind him. And, uh, but we're getting there, and uh, you know he's he's a good player, and and uh, he can play, and hopefully you know he's a good, he's a good addition to the squad, and you know put some goals in. Who's better for your game, Ebers or the new kid? Ah, the style wise, they both have the positives. You know, I like I, I like playing with Ebers. You know, I know I'm gonna get I, I was gonna get knockdowns from him, and and he was gonna hold the ball up and you know get flick ons and stuff, and you know we saw that up in Tampa when when we played Tampa, you know. He was flicked it on, and I I managed to read him and, and get the goal off that and, and and chip the keeper, but you know stuff like that. And but Jensen, you know I'll pick up stuff from him in the next couple of days, in the next few weeks. You know what he, what I know, what runs he's going to make, what he's not going to do, and what he likes, where he wants the ball, where he doesn't. And he'll pick up that stuff from me, and and hopefully you know we can come together good, and, and the other players can read where he wants to where he wants the ball, and you know that's all you can pray for. Is that it, it, it's a it's a it comes it gels and. No, we got some uh, good results from it. Just in a little bit, you've played with them so far, though. Give me something that he does that you see and you go, "Wow, that that's going to fit my no, game." I think he's got. I think he's got a little bit of. Uh, he's got obviously he's Brazilian. You know, you know, you know what you're going to get with a Brazilian. You know, usually they have a decent touch, and 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 they're good with the ball. But I think he's a little bit. You know, deceivingly, he's, he's he can move a little bit. He's got. He's a tall guy, but he, I think he's got a little bit of pace about him. How big is he? He's probably about six two or something, six one, six two. But he's, uh, you know, he's got a bit pace about him, and you know, I'm sure he'll be causing some, uh, some of the defenders some problems in the in the league. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back playing. You know, it's it's uh, it feels like it's been forever since you right? played the last game. It really has. I think I think maybe it's it's because maybe we were watching so much soccer. We feel like we, you know, we haven't been seen it live for so long. And what was it, May 31st? No. June seventh. Well, for us, for the oh yeah, for you, yeah, home, home game, yeah, last home know? game was yeah. was May thirty first yeah. the Cosmos, but yeah, yep. so, June seventh so, for us. So, Mark, tell me, tell me about a guy that that we didn't we didn't see on the pitch very much last last season that yep. you think has been working really hard in practice that's going to get some minutes in this uh, this upcoming. Oh, who's uh, uh, I think we'll see. Uh, you know, he got injured. It didn't, I think it was a big loss for us. Uh, Justin Chavez. Okay. You know, he was playing midfield. At the beginning of last year, and when we put that run together of four straight wins, he was uh, he was a great, you know, great in there for us. And he got injured the same time as me against Atlanta. But luckily, I only missed one game, and, and he missed the rest of the season. And he was a big miss in there. You know, you know what you're going to get from from Chavo. You know, he's 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 a he's a seven. You know, seven out of ten guy every game. You know, keeps it simple. He plays the ball where you want it. You know, he knows his strengths and knows what he has to do. So hopefully, you know, we can get him back in there. In there. Like the new additions, we've got James in there now. You know, he's a real, uh, he's a real enforcer, but he can play too, and he's a good organizer. He's played at a good level. Sure. So look, you know, you'll see a bit of him. I don't think anyone's watched him play before, and uh, he's one, he's one to look out for. And uh, now we've got, try to think, that, uh, yeah, the new boys, and there's, uh, you know, Ali's playing, playing a few games, and Ali's back, back to full fitness and looking sharp. So hopefully, he can get some minutes. 
Hey, Mark, I wanted to ask you real quick about Stefan Guillaume. Do you yep. think we're going to see him uh, at least get some minutes, if not be in the starting lineup? Obviously, you know, I think he's he's just came back last week to full practice, and you know, he's miles away from you know being in a starting team, and, and he knows that he's had a you know he's had a you know sometimes they can be career-ending injuries, and he's came back nice, he's came back strong, and and the boys, you know, are really happy with how he's how he's looking, and but he he knows that he's, you know he's got to keep working and train, building his fitness up, and you know, hopefully he can get some minutes towards the end of the season, you know, and he can uh, contribute, but. You know, he's got that injury, he's got to take it easy. He hasn't, that was his first game against Tampa. You know, mm-hmm. he played 20 minutes and, you know, he was fine and he's getting through training. So, he's, uh, yeah, hopefully he can start building that up and build on that and, and uh, get back to playing how he was before he got hurt. Cool. So, what, what you think maybe he'll see some, you know, uh, what do you call it there? I just blanked out. Substitute minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's not for me. I don't know if he's going to... That's up to the coaches and, no, I mean, and him and the staff. Is he in that kind of shape that he could no, do that? No, no, right now. No, no not, in the, not in the in a, in a NASL. I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't know what, what this coach is... And I'm sure they know he's not ready. You know, he's been out for a long time. He's got a, he's, he's had a tough injury, but, you know, he's looking better every day in training, getting fitter. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be thrown in when your fitness is low and you've had a knee injury. You know, you want to build that up as... But, you know he'll be back, and he'll be back playing in in, in a, you know a couple of months. Hopefully, he'll be fully fit and ready, ready to uh, you know show that he's ready to start, and hopefully you know be in in uh, in line for inclusion. Um, now you've already started a season this year, so this is like our second season. Mm-hmm. However, you want you want to look at it split session, whatever you want to call it. But now you know you're going into a much different season. I mean, you you had a. You had that mini season, yeah, nine games, yeah. right? So, like, uh, how is the how is the attack going into a much larger season? Is there any difference, or is no, it everything think, the same? I think it's I think playing the the larger seasons a lot better. You know, I, I think so. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna make you know you're gonna you know you're gonna lose games, and and with the larger season you can probably afford to lose a few games. You know, when it's a nine game season, you lose one or two, and you know you can be out of the race like that. You know, you lose the first two games of the season in a nine-game season, and you know people win. You're six points behind already. But in an eighteen-game, I mean, a, yeah, eighteen-game season, you know you can afford to make mistakes and 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 still catch people up because people are gonna, you know, this league. Most teams are around the same level. You know, people are gonna beat people. People are gonna tie. You know, it's it's a you know it's a, it's a, most of the time you know whoever the flick of the coin, whoever wants it more on the day, usually takes it. And uh, so eighteen-game season for me is a lot better and. And uh, you know we'll be fully focused, and you know we, we're confident that you know if we can do what we did last year, and like I said, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I don't think we played a bad game last year at all. We you know we put some really good performances in, even when we lost. You know some of the performances weren't down, you know weren't down our lack of trying or our lack of quality. You know some bad referee decisions, and and you know a little bit of little bit of lack of concentration and stuff. But yeah, you know we'll be ready, and we we hope that. We can be in and around, you know, the top four because the, the, we put our points together in the top two with the point system, uh, you know, go to the playoffs. So that's what we're aiming for, you know, being around in, in contention at the end of the season, top four, top five, and see where that takes us. Any preparation? Pre- oh, God, preparation. Wow. Yeah, preparation age. <laughs> Get into that Any part prepara- of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any uh, different preparation, though, knowing that you're going into a much longer season? <laughs> Uh, the right word? Or nah. No, you can't. <laughs> I say preparation again. You still did, yeah. <laughs> is, no, it a, is, it, is a bigger season a pain in the ass? 
No, no it's like not. preparation. Honestly, you know, biggest thing is we want to keep playing. You know, we never want it to end in a nine-game season. You're just getting into it. You know, you're just getting your fitness. No, but I'm saying going into it. I mean, is there any difference going into a much longer season? Do you train different? Is no, any... I don't think so. You train exactly the same, and and you know, we have I think we have a one or two midweek games. So you know, the week of training might change up, or how how we do things will change up a little bit. But it's uh, you know, we we do things just like we would do in the first half of the season. Train every day. And, and get after it you know, early in the week and then slow it down and, and get ready for Saturday. So you got the champs coming in right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, it's a good start. You know, it's what you want. Yeah. You know, you test yourself early doors. You've got to play them at some point. And why not play them at home first game of the season? You know, we're confident when we play at home. You know, we have a, since I came to the Strikers, I think we've had a, you know, a really good record since I, I came here. And I'm sure be, the year before that, the record was really good. So, uh, yeah, we're always confident at home. You now we get at them and, you know, they won the league. You know, we were we were we were uh, joint top with them before. You know, with four games to go at the end of last season, and they yeah. beat us up there, and it was a close game. We had a few red cards, and you know that's what I mean. We played, we, we played we, really we well. We always had red cards. Yeah, that's what I mean. But we we we, we matched them, and that was up in their place. So oh, that game, that was Martin, huh? Yeah, Martin got sent off. So yeah. hopefully, you know, straight off the bat, you know, the champions. That's what you want, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're confident. We we do what we can do, and you know, we, we can get a good result. You watch tapes. Yeah, we watch tapes, you know, most people watch it by themselves. You know, our coach isn't, isn't really a big uh, believer in watching video, you know. Have you watched Minnesota already? I've watched them, you know, I watched them last year, you know how they are. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you watch the games and you watch the highlights and you know what they are and you know what they can do. And, you know, they let them worry about us, see if they want to watch tape on us. And That'd be dynamite. <laughs> so you, you thinking about the new next Lockhart Leap by any chance? No, I'm not. Yeah. It just comes. It just happens when it happens. You know. All right. It's gonna be tough to beat. From the moment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this time, Chris is gonna jump over the gate onto the field. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm coming. I'll come. I'll come to you this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. You can't do the selfie. Dom Dwyer's already taken that oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. City. <laughs> that was. That was pretty funny. That was pretty good. That was really funny. <laughs> he's a beast, that Dwyer, huh? He's, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. He started, He was playing with Orlando uh, two years ago. Yeah. They uh. I think uh, their no, he season... He played with Orlando last year, right? I think he did, yeah. Or they no, he con- did. He played they, with them last year. Yeah, then he yeah. won the league and then That's went right. back to Kansas and yeah. then won the league with and them. And then they conveniently like loaned him back for the final for Orlando two <laughs> years ago when they played in the championship. It's like, oh, yeah, you can go back and play for their championship game and they helped them win. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a beast. Uh, it was great uh, being able to watch that MLS game, not in Spanish. It was on ESPN. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a, a good change because normally on Sunday, that 3 o'clock game, the, the, it's only like on Whammy. Mm-hmm. It's the only place you can watch it. So Minnesota, I'm, I'm, I could I couldn't be more excited, man. You're looking forward to it. It really is. This is yep, this Saturday. Is back off the, Eve. Back to the tailgate. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're players are really looking forward to the uh, you know the pump. And I think a, a, a big thing this year is you know there's not that we haven't had many injuries, and I think that's you know contributing to why we did well in the first half of the season. What do you think that comes down to? Training no, staff. You know, like, yeah, it comes down to a lot. A lot of it's look. You pick up injuries, yeah. and, and you know last year I was injured a lot. You know, and uh, you know my my one of my best friends is you know it's obviously I'll, I'll give him a mention you know Foley. Sure. Oh, my Foley. my friend Foles had to retire yesterday from uh, professional soccer and he we missed him last year he would have been a big factor and this year too he would have been here if he was fully fit and we would have you know if we had him and and, and some others this year we, I'm sure we would have been you know probably really challenging for the title. We're but, gonna miss Foles. Yeah, oh, we're man, gonna miss him. Time, you know, it's man, big time. Big he's time. Uh, he's had to, he's had to you know put a 
put a knot in the in the in their boots it's and just, they call it a day. It's definitely official. Like we can't convince them all, like Brett Favre, right? <laughs> no, no. I, I spoke to him and I and I, and I just had a word with him and just said, look, you know, you're not making any you're not making any rash decisions. And he said, no, he, he can't train. He was training with a team in England. They want you know a professional team in England and they wanted to offer him a deal, but he couldn't train consecutive day, days. He was getting pains in his knees and mm. you know he doesn't want to go through that again. When you're playing it, when you're doing it, you know for for money and and, and the game you love. You know, he just said he he didn't want to go through that again, sitting out seasons and, and, and missing training. So he just said, you know, the best thing to do is just call it a day. Maybe he plays, maybe he can play, you know, at a high-level semi-professional in England, you know, because they're not training every day and he can just play one game a week. And uh, hopefully he can still play it, you know, at that level and, and still do it, you know. Giving it up completely must be tough at, at the age of, you know, he's only 27. Yeah. And, uh, or 26, 27. And it's tough, but he knows... Uh, you know, he's a he's he's a good kid, and he, you know he'll do well in in, in whatever he chooses oh, to do. Man, definitely gonna be missed. He was, uh, was a great guy. guy. It's really you know it's tough because he he came here. We were excited. Yeah, he was to see him coming. He only got in a he only league, got to play you know a handful of games with us, and and the potential was never really realized. Here, he should so. just come back anyways. Marazzo should pay him to be on the show weekly. <laughs> I'll pay him to come pick up chicks with me at the bars. <laughs> it's tough for me. We'll find we'll find work for him. Come back, Foles. We miss you, bud. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good kid. That's another thing. You know, he's a really nice. He's a really nice lad. Absolutely. You know, he's. Uh, but you know, these things happen in, in footy, and, and, and he hadn't played for a year, and he knew that it would be tough to get back. Hey, striker And I was, you know, praying that you know the team wanted to sign him, but you know, he's uh, he's not going to put another team through what you know sitting out, and you know, he doesn't just want to pick up money for doing nothing. And, you know, that's the type of kid. That's the yeah, real American. No, that's a, yeah, that's the type of kid he is. You know, he's he's honest, and you know, he just said, all right, that's that's it. And, you know, I wish him all the best. That's crazy, man. It's too young, right? It's too young to be out of that, the game already. We'd love to see him play again down here. He'll be back. Especially We're going to convince him to come out of retirement. <laughs> we know it. I'm sure he'll be back. If here he wanted to come back, believe me. Yeah, believe he me. I, 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 I talked to him one time also, and he wanted to come back here bad. He really did. If, uh, if not for that injury and, you know, dealing with uh, our strikers being a little tight in the wallet area. You know, he would have came back. So. We're, we're, we're going to find something for him. He'll be Chris's agent once, yeah. once the once the tailgate show makes it big. Mm. We'll have him. We'll have him need no, but what are you, you know, you asked me questions. What are you looking forward to seeing in the in the fall season? Uh, more games. More, <laughs> see, more games is where I'm at, you know. I yeah. like I like it. I have a lot of fun when I go there, you know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out with my friends and tailgating and, you know, um, you know, as much fun as the tailgate show has been during this whole break and, and you know, covering all the World Cup, which we're definitely going to have to touch on here, uh, it's, it's, not like, it's not like during the season, you know, when you see these guys on Saturday or you're here on Thursday and you know you're going to see them again on Saturday and you're, you're fired up to see you guys. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a totally different show and feel and, you know, the, the vibe is there. You feel Absolutely. it. It's, everybody's buzzing around like crazy, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking yeah. forward to. I'm looking forward to the camaraderie again. You know, Spark. I'll, I'll tell you. My my thing is to see if the turnout, see if the World yeah, Cup was, will, will produce I was, anything. I was just about know? to say that, Ryan. That's, before, that's everything. Everything you heard. I'd like to see over, if the, say over how the all the broadcasts, every every article written about how American soccer is going to be on the rise is yeah. that it's it's going to result in more people going out and watching watching footy. You know, going out there and watching Hopefully, soccer. Yeah. And so what do we do? We take we take the average attendance of season one. And we compare it to this average attendance of, of season two. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm just I would I just want to see you know how the first game goes. 
you know, obviously it's right in, in the middle, you know, the World Cup finals the next day, it's right in the, you know, the peak of the World Cup, you know, and I would like to see what, what the attendance is on Saturday. They will, put, they will put an extra construction notice sign on the on the side of yeah, commercial. Yeah, I would think it'd be big. I just would. I mean, I mean, if you're a real football fan, I mean, think about it. You could go see it live Saturday and then be in front of your big screen or be at some bar on Sunday. I mean, it's a it's in a it's in a, a palooza of football this weekend. Hopefully, those Facebook ads work and get some people out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. On that note, too, on Saturday we're gonna have the we're gonna try and get that third place game up at the tailgate. So we'll either have a projector or a TV or something out there. We'll watch. That'll be on at three p.m. or four p.m. on Saturday. So I think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll you know that's the. Is it with the Brazil uh, Brazil Netherlands? That should be a decent game. What um? Yeah, but that's a that's a game. I bet they're really looking forward to playing in that. Yeah, it's lame, but you know, we'll is, see. Nobody we, wants to lose once they get out there on the field. So do we know what channel that that matches on? ESPN, ESPN, or ABC, one or the other. Well, we know because if we found that out, I could bring that TV and we could uh, use the, the over the air thing. Do the HD over the air? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on ESPN, but if it's on ESPN, it on we, can, ESPN we can yeah. hook it up through the Watch ESPN thing. How do you know it's on ESPN? You already checked? It's a commercial. Out. It just says the commercial. third place game Dude. on ESPN. All right. That's well, how I know. No questions, Sparky. What's Fuck the, off. What's <laughs> That's my buddy. I'm allowed to, he, He's just not a player anymore. All right. What is it? Just read it out. Yo. Game on ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. All right, so yeah, we need something else. Trust Sparky. So yeah, we'll make it work. Um, Kenny's got all the answers. What yeah. about what about connecting like a iPad to that thing? Yeah, can we, can, we can do that. that. Right, Fleischer has that capability. We've done it before for Champions League and yeah, so some we other can, stuff. Yeah. That way, at least it's a decent yeah. sized screen. Is there any yeah. new uh, flags? Any new flags? No, we asked today. The Slovakia flag came in the mail, so uh, we've got a new nice. flag for the fence and nice. Uh, we'll get ready. I want to definitely make sure. Uh, last couple of days, we did a TFO drive, to fundraise for the fall, and uh, less than 24 hours, we we hit the goal we were looking for. So nice. thank you so much, everybody, as always, for donating to that and, and helping out. We're looking at the 25th uh, Friday night to paint at the stadium for the Cosmos and Rowdies games. We got some oh. big, big rivalry games uh, yeah. right off the bat here at home to, to yeah, start off the fall. My, so. my family's in. My family comes in the 25th oh, nice. just before oh. the New York game. Yeah, yeah. So and here nice. for the Tampa game and the Atlanta game. Nice. Party. They go home on Sunday. What a wait, man. That's, some, that's some holiday, huh? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Where are they staying at? They're staying with me. Yeah? Yeah, they're staying with me, yeah. In, in that hotel? Yeah, they're staying with me, yeah. Oh, nice. My grandparents, my my aunt and uncle and my little cousin are staying in Orlando, uh-huh. and, but my grandma, granddad, parents are staying with me. That's and awesome. My, just send my grandma to Sawgrass every day. <laughs> she likes to shop. <laughs> and my granddad just follows her with the with the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves that shopping, yeah, right? Yeah, I've never seen that's, anyone that's, like that. That's the key to staying married so long. <laughs> yeah. Just follow behind with a fat wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't complain and yeah. Let get, him get the money out when you have to, and that's it. <laughs> Stay happy. Yeah. Your, well, your grandparents obviously figured it yeah, out, right? Been, yeah, 50-something years. <laughs> they got it pretty, you know, sewn up. Yep. That's awesome. All right, so what else? What else we got uh, we, we going to talk about here? Let's uh, maybe dip in real quick to uh, the uh, World, World, World Cup. Cup. Sure. A couple of semifinal games. Listen. Um, I think Germany played. Yeah. Usually. Not yeah. sure Brazil did. Oh, I, oh yeah. Before but Germany listen. had training. I know, I'm not, I know I'm skipping that match, but I, I wrote this down, and I just wanted to say this real quick, because I thought it was so cool that uh, Ian Dark even had to talk about it, and they had to, they had to, to converse about this. 
You know, Argentina. Oh, you know, I'm gonna do it. Argentina. Argentina was playing in Brazil at in their home, and they were singing. They were singing um, to the Brazilian fans because they knew the whole place was packed with Brazilian fans. That um, that we are here and you are not, and that we are your daddy. That's awesome. And I, that's I a, just that's, and, a, that's what Google Translate told me. Yeah, <laughs> and Ian Dark, you know, he's like, you know, that's just, you know, listen, these fans, they're letting them know. You know, oh, yeah, let them is, know. This is huge for Argentina, and it is crushing for Brazil, I'm yeah. sure. Argentina could win the World Cup at the Maracanã in Rio on on Sunday, and it would just absolutely, like, crush Brazil. The, them getting beat by Germany by six goals is nothing compared to if Argentina wins there. Yeah. You know, so that'll be brutal. But, you know, that's, it's, you just see the scenes from, like, Buenos Aires, all the people in Argentina going nuts and, uh-huh. you know, losing their minds at the stadium when they won the game yesterday. You know, it's just so cool to see, you know, the passion of the World Cup. And even, you know, the Brazil fans against that Germany game, by the end, we're like, you know what? Good for you, Jeremy. That was something else, you know, to see the goals that they scored. And they just took them to school in that first half. And that game was over 20 minutes in. And nobody expected that. I'll tell you, incredible. what a cup it's been, you know. All, just yeah, it's, goals it's had everything. Yeah. You know, what's the Blowouts the, and penalty shootouts. And, what's the number you know? one complaint, American yeah. complaint about soccer? Right. Oh, it's boring. There's not yeah. enough goals. So many last-minute oh, goals in this World suck Cup. Suck on and, that, America. Yeah, excitement yeah. and, you know, just... Yeah. Full of drama. Luis well, Suarez bit somebody. Like yeah, everything has happened in this World Cup. It's you can't fantastic. write this stuff, you know. Well, you saw I wrote that on Facebook. I said, you know, Americans and people that are not football fans complain about the scoring. Well, you got scoring. You got seven to one. Hey, we just like the and, pitch, what, and what match was better, the zero zero one or the seven one one? No doubt, the zero zero match was way better. Mm-hmm. The seven one was boring. There yeah, was after they were up three goals. Like even even it was still two nil. Okay, the guy broke the record. And for the all-time World Cup goal scorer, and it was 2-0, so it was still a little exciting. And then, so like, way after, 3-4-5 in, like, a span of five minutes. It's like, okay, this game's over. And it just became, you know, how many can they score? And they could have easily had 10 goals in that game. Incredible. What is that now, Yeah, Spark? we definitely need to go through that, mate. All right, what is that? Dee Reese was struggling with them predictions Ooh. from last week. <laughs> yeah, I think I went all underdogs. Yeah. Didn't pan out well. No, you guys didn't get one right, I didn't get one right. Yeah. <clears throat> you got with zero. Uh, I got one right. Mark got three right. Knowledge me. And Justin got one right. Yeah. So, Mark, yeah, you won it there, Mark. And this was what? I picked Belgium was... instead of Argentina. Okay. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's, some, uh, that's some picking right there. That is some picking. Hey, Costa Rica was close. Was... <laughs> they took them to PKs. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we, did. we, we, we didn't get through. The, these games hadn't been since last week, That's right? That's true, yeah. The, the quarterfinals the, were Saturday, yeah. Friday, and Saturday. Saturday, yeah. We missed yeah. them. Last week, yeah. so yeah. Because we did them predictions Thursday for Friday, Saturday. Right. So we missed. <laughs> we skipped the quarterfinals. How did we do? So we already found out how yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we, we, we touched on the uh, those two games. I mean, it was kind of quick there, but... Yeah, Brazil were... Uh, you can't do that. I've never seen anyone like oh that in a world. Oh my god! It, it, in, in your home country too, like it just could went you from imagine? The beginning, but I just, that was like I when, that was like when we played Atlanta in the spring and we killed them. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was great. I just you know you can't. I just from the beginning we're coming out with the Neymar shirt and people's wearing you know the, some of the players are wearing Neymar hats. Like it ain't. A, it's not about him, you know. It's about no. the team. And I knew from the off, you know, they were going to be way too hyped, you know, going crazy with the bringing the shirt on the pitch and like. It's not about him, you know. At the end of the day, you you got to focus on playing and with the team. And he's injured, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see, I see any next, Mal Cow shirts. From exactly. Columbia, that's right. No, we had that. We were having that debate in training today. You know, some of the Columbians were saying it. They, you know, they didn't have any fault. Like, 
what you just said, Falcao shirts or, you know, if someone got injured for England, you know, they wouldn't be bringing Rooney shirts or on, on the pitch. And I just think it's a little bit, you know. Well, so, uh, USA could have came out there with a Donovan shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Or, yeah, but they were, I've never seen defending or, you know, a team shape like that in my life, especially in a World Cup semi-final. Oh, just you know, you think. Sloppiness. Yeah, it was absolutely. I was terrible. a little offended watching it. Like, well, so was, was Ian Dark and uh, and, and Matt Manum, Matt yeah. were on it, and they were just bashing, and they were like, "This is yeah," because you don't expect that. It's no. a World Cup semifinal. You, you, and it's you Brazil it to be in a, their home country. You know, if they get beat like three nil, it's, a, it's a, in a semifinal. It's bad, but it could have been eight zero if the yeah. Brazil scored, and then they went down the other end and scored. It could have been eight. You know, and they, you said they were uh, talking. Telling them to lighten up on them and stuff? No, I heard today that the Germans at halftime agreed that, you know, we, we're not going to go out there and, and put in, try and put any more past them or take, you know, slow down a bit. Right. You know, it was getting out of hand. They, they were just, they were walking the ball in the net at the end of the, the, the yeah, four and five. Mm-hmm. What, what causes that? Is that just a mental breakdown? I guess they were just way too hyped and, you know, you get hit early doors and then you're not concentrated to begin with and then, they put two past you in no time, and then you you lose even more concentration, and you're trying to score to bring it back, and it just gets worse. You know, it's just you know digging a deeper hole, and you can't get out of it. I can't even imagine that when I, when I was watching the whole thing, and just the, their reactions, you knew that it was something that just hadn't never happened before. You know, they were so even like shocked. you saw like I think it was three, four, or five. Those goals came in, and Cesar's just standing there. He didn't even bother to dive on some of them. He's just looking at his defense and the ball. He watches yeah. the ball roll by, and it's like, ugh. And just, you know, they're just walking around. It was. They came out better in the second half, Brazil, but it was, you know, that was just something else to see that in that stretch like that. They scored that many goals and just put the game out of reach and just shock people. You can see people start to go get beer in the stands. They, you know, were leaving their seats and stuff. Absolutely incredible. It was a fun. And then, of course, the uh, Netherlands. There, great match. You know, it was back and forth, but, you know, it just sucks. I, I, I really, it bothers me to go to the penalty kicks. It does. I, I'd rather watch it played out, but that's just me. Uh, how about how about the decision not to put Tim Kroll back in? That well, he ran out of sub at this time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was yeah, right. I think, no choice, yeah. right? That was a hell of a move, that dude. He was no came choice, in there and psyched them all out. He was all in their faces and stuff yeah. on that, Come that on, Costa Rica man. game. Like, I crushed it. Mm-hmm. That was a brilliant strategic like, move. Couldn't, couldn't get him now, if he had come in and given up five goals, he would have looked like an idiot. But now he's a genius for doing mm-hmm. that. But uh, Yeah, they were. Dutch, Dutch Argentina was tight. You know, that's how you expect the semifinal of the World Cup to be. Hmm. And they're both good teams, and you know. But yeah, I, penalty kicks. People always say it's luck. It's 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 not luck, you know. It's you know. It's not that it's luck. It no, but it's not luck. Yeah, but it's it's you know. It's who has the most composure and who takes the better penalties. It's it's a penalty kick. It's not just luck. It's a lot of a lot. It is a lot of skill and, and a lot of uh, you know. You got to be calm on at that right moment in time. And well, sure, strategy. You got yeah, to hit your spots. You know, but they hit their spots better than. Holland hit theirs, and, and, and even even the keep has to get all the way out. To exactly, the yeah. So like, it's 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 a, still you know it's a fair way to finish the game, and obviously it's tough. It's not fair, you know, when you think about it, you don't want to get beat on penalties, but you know that's how you got to decide a game, and you know that if you know you got to go to penalties, so practice them, and and on the day you put it away, you put it away. And I, I'm always shocked that, but I read somewhere today where the two of the Dutch players refused to take one, didn't want to take one. So I was really? surprised, yeah, I was surprised the centre-half took the first one, Ron Vlaar, you know, I was never expecting him to take a penalty. He's not a, you know, you would never think Especially he would be a penalty, pick, a penalty yeah. taken on, but I read that, you know, two of the players refused to, to take one. 
Refuse. Yeah, some people just don't, you know, don't feel comfortable in the five. Yeah, and I I mean, you know, you expect your forwards and your and your and your and your playmaker midfielders to take a penalty, you know, before centre half. Especially Ron Vlaar, you know, he's not known for for being like a real Ferdinand type. He's more of a, you know, header kick it, you know, tough guy, and you know. But I guess, you know, he had he he had the he had the guts and the balls to step up and and take one, and you know, good on him. But obviously, he's not a penalty taker, you know. I like the old NASL penalty. Absolutely. That's what they got to bring back. Have you seen those? No. They did. They had a, the offside line was stupid, but they had a line 35 yards out. Instead of halfway, you couldn't be offside 35 yards from the goal, but they would run from there, and you have five seconds of shoot, and the goalie could come off his line. It was like hockey shootout. <laughs> so it was a little more even towards the goalies instead of the <laughs> shooters. Was, That's badass. Yeah. You know, you get a little distance, you know. And a little more you, skill. Like, you imagine, like, a guy like Messi or Ronaldo or somebody with the skills that they have putting on moves and, you know, trying to beat the goalie. It would be a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, especially if you're good at striking from a distance. You right, know what yeah. I mean? You, you can, can put a move you know, at the top of the ball. That would be entertaining. That would be good for, like, an all-star game or something. But okay. I don't know if they'll ever implement it again. But it's like you, the, you it's see like a the lot XFL. Of those, you remember the XFL yeah. used to do? You see a lot of those guys, you interview, like, the guys from the 70s that played in the NASL like that opposed to the traditional PKs to end the game. Bring it back, you know? Do something crazy, America. They, I think they, no, they didn't. They may have done that in MLS, but you know, now it's too. You, you can't, you can't get away with that stuff anymore. You can't change the rules. No, not at a professional level. Yeah, but yeah <laughs> not if you want to be part of you. If you, 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 know, you know, yeah, you're gonna get looked at right. funny. You know, you, you know, <laughs> but, which is crazy though that that we have. You know, they let the colleges here play with a timeouts and a countdown clock, and you know, they yeah, they, they play the game strange, different yeah. in college here, so it's weird. But every game's overtime and golden goal. If it's a tie, yeah, mm. I like that too, though. Yeah, but the the, the new keeper, actually, the new keeper, he, you know, uh, he he won the national title with Akron. He played with the Edlin, you know, from the U.S. team and all them guys. What's Akron? Ohio. Zips? The Zips? Yep. No, yeah, they're the in Ohio. The Zips, Ohio. Yeah, the yeah the he Zips. played with that guy from the U.S. that Yedlin, and he played with a lot of the guys in the MLS that Nagby and and uh, he was telling me Maddox, Darren, is it Darren Maddox from Vancouver? I guess you know all sounds these, right. No, but I think sure. all his team, you know, the whole team, more or less got got drafted, and you know, he played at a really good, uh, really good university for four years. He was a starting keeper, so you know, it's a decent little uh, addition we got. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we could throw a bat signal in there for Angry Union right now. Yeah, I'd like them to know I'm thirsty. Yeah, I wonder where those guys are. I miss those guys. What time man. is it? I'll tell you. I it's miss uh, those guys. Eight seventeen. Yeah, they're not coming. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not coming. Yeah, I can't even get you another beer because he ain't coming. I want to drink so much of their beer at the at the, at the brew off. Make sure you uh, we do what's Ultras Alive. What's that Monday night nine o'clock? Yeah. What was um? What was? Did anybody listen this week? Yeah, I listened to it. They had, yeah. uh, they had Tim on to start the show. Uh, what did uh, Tim have to say? Yeah. Just sure. talking about the new players that we've added, and uh, you know the game in Tampa, and uh, briefly touched on the stadium thing. But you know, as much as we know, they kind of know. It's up. To, up no, we know was, more. We're at the meetings. It was up to the uh, <laughs> up to the uh, the vote, and uh, you know all that. So they're you know obviously that's positive development for the team that that's happened and. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, just going over it, kind of what you just said about, you know, uh, the new keepers and, and the players and where they've come from. And It was a good show. You know, Tim Tim had a good interview, man. He, he really laid it down. Like All right, cool. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it because I like when Tim talks. He makes me laugh. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you, the fans, buy the team? 
Honestly, yeah. I've been thinking about well, this for a while now. Who's got twenty million dollars laying around? Derek, yeah. Derek yeah, Reese. He bought a buddy. team. He bought it to a team. D Reese. Yeah. What, what yeah, team did yeah. you buy? For twenty bucks, yeah, I got a FC United of Manchester. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah so got a, a team got, a, got a share in. Uh, yeah, I can say I own a football club. Yep. <laughs> we Donald do, Sterling. We could do this, guys. We could do this. Yeah, a lot of the teams in the, in Europe were owned by the funds. Yeah, it's starting to happen in this country. You got some. Nashville, Nashville FC. Well, Green Bay is obviously the big, big one that's been around like that forever. But in, in soccer, Nashville FC and the NPSL just started this year. They're owned by the fans, and uh, there's a couple other trying to start up the same way, the same model. And at that level, it's it's possible to do it. Yeah, that level all rolling. You know, less, you know it's, it's not expensive it's, to get into. Small, right, the yeah. regional little league. So, like, if we did one here, it would be you know, you'd be playing against Miami United and and Fort Myers and you know. Bradenton and these places that are you know little all all in the state. So. so if you're listening out there, make sure you buy extra hamburgers and hot dogs at the tailgate. Yeah, because we're trying to buy the goddamn team. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on the on the touchline with like a a um, like a Tom Landry hat on. Yes. Just pace up and down, <laughs> not even say anything. I think that would be cool, like a plaid one. I can see it, man. That would be fantastic. Maybe an unlit cigar or something. There we go. Cool I was gonna say I was gonna say the trench coat. Yeah, I need some accessories. No, everyone would think you're a flasher if you were yeah, wearing a trench coat. That's true. No. I think I'm a flasher now. Oh Jesus. Oh sorry. Good good point there too by Ryan. Uh, the grill will be back on Saturday, so make sure you uh, buy hot hot dogs and hamburgers. No. Yeah. Support the TIFO fund. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think? Uh, sorry, I was gonna ask this question before. Do you think that Schlitterbaum would never would ever be interested in buying the, the, the team or not? I wouldn't say never. I think it would be possible. I'm, uh, I'm probably, I would guess that they would want to see how it goes yeah. for a little while first with the team being there coexisting. And but I, for certainly a sponsorship to me makes sense. Right, but it's no to owning it. I don't, I don't because think right the, off the, back the guy yet. I asked that question yeah, I don't to, think so. he he was very, he's pretty quick with it. He's like, I don't think they're interested in that. Yeah. But I don't think they're interested in being a sports franchise owner. Yeah, I don't think they want to have to deal with the day to day operations yeah. of running and owning. Well, I, I don't a team. think they've ever done it. Right, they never have. I'm sure they have the money to do it. You know, they, right. they could meet the financial requirements to be in sure. this league and probably MLS, the, this family that, that runs this company. It's a huge company, and, and they do quality work, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's in the cards right now, but you never know down the line. I mean, you're going to be real close neighbors with the Strikers, you know, with that water park and the stadium being in, incorporated within it. So, I mean, it makes sense definitely for some kind of partnership down the road. And go, you know, Go to a water park. I mean, to me, like a combo game. season pass makes all the sense in the world. 15 sure. 15 soccer game tickets and a season pass to the water park, man. You know, oh, man. That, that writes itself. I can't wait. Dave water, already bought water a park Speedo. Before every, water park before every game. Lazy River, man. Get yeah, the I don't know how they let you. Work. That's the thing they said about, you know, Schlitterbahn. You know, you can bring in your own cooler and your own food and stuff. So, And they don't charge for parking. So you just show up. You got your season pass. You float around. You drink beer. You party. You know, and then you go into the stadium in your bathing suit. Do some water. Do some slides. Who are you? It sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll look like the Eastern European hooligan guys that try to be tough like in Atlanta with their shirts off, but we'll be that way because we were just in a water park right. and not because we're trying to And sunburn. Yeah. yeah. Sunburn. And not with a scarf, but with a beach towel around us. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yes, that's the 2017 membership pack comes with a beach towel. Yeah. <laughs> Spark, Spark how do you feel about a moat going around the outside yeah. of Lockhart? Yeah. Definitely jumping that when I score. Yeah. Right, yeah. That could, that could be it right there, huh? Yeah. That could be Pulling the around. You swim, <laughs> swim a lap around. Swim around, yeah. Uh, Ref, wait a minute. Well, uh, <laughs> that, that's a yellow, probably for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get your card right out. Of, right after you get out of that raft, you're getting a card, son. <laughs> okay. If this card was waterproof, I'd get in there and give it to you now. <laughs> I think it's gonna be great. I, I'm looking forward to it. 
I really am. Just happy to have it back. And if 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 you if you really watch the World Cup and and you're really a fan of the game now, not just the fact that that we had that we had a fighting chance for that little while, then come out and watch some soccer. You know what I mean? Like so, what if you had to guess right now? Well, give me your guess. So we 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 figured it would be the fairest way would be average. Your total oh, attendance. What was yeah. the first half? Three and a half. It was a thirty-eight. Yeah, that, the Cosmos game gave us a bump, so I think it was like thirty-eight something was the average for the spring. So, all right, so we're, we're, what, what will be our average in the fall season? For something that you know that was, you know marginally better. I mean, it's tough because you know people are only going to come out and see the team if they know the team is there, and you know just the way that the thing the way it's been going this year is just the bu- the budget isn't there for the marketing sucks <laughs> for for marketing and if nobody knows that the strikers are around then even if they live across the street and the world cup's happening they're not going to come so they've had a little bit more promotion you've seen it on facebook recently you got the ads going on and you're getting some bumps from the world cup watch parties and doing stuff bow campers in miramar this sunday for the final is where the watch party is going to be at um the official strikers one so you know if you're not a germany or a Argentina fan and going to a specific place for that, come hang out with the Strikers and, and go down to Miramar. Boat campers down there, it's huge. It's a great place. Do you have place. to go to that, Sparks? No. No? I don't think so. I'm going 4,300. Yeah, I think that's average, you know, average, average huh? for the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. We, got, you know, we got everybody coming to town You know, in the fall. We've got every team coming in home right. away. Who else wants to take a stab at it? We got the, yeah, that's a good number, I think. I think so. I like over four, but I'm going to go yeah. somewhere yeah, around anyway, like four, four one. If we can climb the overall season average to four, I think considering yeah, four, the situation yeah. we're at with the team, you know, I think that's that's pretty good. Four for me, yeah. You know, because last year it was it was four something for the first time, and you had a lot more promotion going on. So if we can keep it over four, that would be really good. I'm going to bid one dollar, Bob. One dollar. <laughs> you already went forty-one fifty. I went. I went the highest, forty-three. But I'm always like that. I always want the most. Starts with a four. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, but with that hopefully number. we, you know, hopefully the office took advantage of the World Cup being on. Yeah, I think they've been out during out the, the World Cup and hopefully, yeah, getting you know, giving stuff out, doing the World Cup watch parties, being at they were at Gulfstream the last couple of times, you know, watching the games. So just getting that awareness out. We saw some people at Mickey's that we didn't even know wearing striker stuff. So that's right. That's always cool to see, and you know, it's getting those people to come out to the stadium. And and to me. You know, being at a stadium and seeing it live with 5,000 people is better than watching 90,000 people continents away on TV. It's just so much more fun to be there and, and have a rooting interest in the game. And, you know, seeing these numbers on TV, oh, so many people, they broke these records. Like, that's all well and good, but if nobody's showing up to their local teams, you know, every four years, it seems to be the same thing. Oh, that soccer finally made it. Well, you've been saying that for the last four World Cups. Either it has or it hasn't. And, you know, I think it's getting there. And, Hopefully, you know, more people, it's not just every four years, and, hey, America's playing, so I'm going to go watch the team. It's, hey, yeah. we've got a team in wherever it is. It's Cary, North Carolina, or Fort Lauderdale, or, it's, you know, New England, or wherever, you know, your local team is. Hartford, Hopefully those people Connecticut. Hopefully, yeah, that's Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, sounds like a possible NASL team, so that'll be, that'll be cool. Miami. And Jacksonville and Jacksonville's definitely for next year. Jacksonville for sure next year. Oh, it looks man. like they're going to announce that they're going to be playing uh, at the Suns Stadium, the baseball park. Okay, who else, who else, who's uh-huh. definitely for next year? Oklahoma City and Jacksonville. Today they announced that Virginia is not going to play next year. They're going to play the year after. Oh, again? They're delayed again, yeah, because yeah. of the ownership. So, which sucks, but um, who knows, you know. But uh, then there's some other. They're talking about another Canadian team maybe in the future and right. San Francisco. 
I can't wait for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to be fun. Yeah, Jacksonville's going to be fun. Yeah, we love the team out, out west. And yeah, it'll be cool to get out. If you, saw, if you saw the concept coming to see stadium. another place on the road, Jacksonville now. Yeah, you yeah. see the the Jacksonville Stadium concept. What do you mean you don't go I to that? They, they said they want to play right in the port. They're trying to build this little. You don't travel, little, man. Uh, the pitch Atlanta. Like I haven't seen that. No. And I went to Tampa. When did I go to nah, Tampa? You I haven't been Tampa the last three, three games, man. Oh yeah, we, no, I'm not no, going for the July. You came on the bus last year, the second trip. Yeah. Are you going this year? September 27th. No excuse. Yeah, no excuse, man. No, I'm going. Yeah, everybody in this room should I'm be there. Going. You're going? Yeah. You should go yeah. on our bus. No, I did last time. <laughs> Not by choice, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a road trip. Any time there's a fire, yeah. you get on anybody's guy. Yeah, like, yeah, anyone. This time, yeah, we had a unfortunate scheduling for, for Memorial Day weekend for the first league game this yeah. year, but no excuse. September 27th, the Saturday, no. there's no holiday, nothing else is going on. Unless you got a wedding, you better be on that bus and coming up to, to the game. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's your wedding. Your wedding. And if, and if it is your wedding, get married on the bus. Yeah. I, I'd throw a hell of a reception. Rev Tony will come for, is coming, so he could oh, be the Rev will be there. Especially on the way home. I, yeah. I'll t- I touch into the, I touch into the uh, after the wedding part where, you know, if you're having sex, I'm so, there watching. Yeah, on, on the ride home from Tampa, the, the honeymoon on the bus is the with Chris, home. you don't want him touching into anything. Yeah. Let me just tell you what. I get a good touch on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. see, if you didn't come last year, you missed that entertainment on the ride home on Alligator Alley. Chris oh was, was hilarious. So yeah. You want to be there. You want to be there. Yeah. Let's fill that bus up. We want a big crowd because we're going to beat them on August 2nd, and we're going to beat them up there, and we're going to take that trophy Hell from yeah. them. And the peppermint patty breeze was going through my balls. <laughs> That's what I think. That was a big part of the conversation. <laughs> actually, yeah. I got you know you know what that, that was a big hit though because the next match or two, Chris well, yeah. Walsh brought me a whole bag of peppermint patties. Yeah. He's like, oh, I saw these that I thought of you. Like, yeah, if we were do, if we were doing buttons for that game, it would have been a little York peppermint patty logo yeah, for, for, for that. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Talking yeah. about your nutsack for anything over five minutes is too yeah. long for yeah. me, my friend. It depends if there's a breeze yeah. going It's going to be great to have another team in Florida, uh, another rival, you know, be able to travel to. In addition to, you know, no, Atlanta, no. it'll be about half as close as Atlanta is. So if, if Bex doesn't get his team in Miami, and for whatever reason he decides he doesn't want to come to Broward, which I, I don't understand why he wouldn't, um, would, would the NASL have a shot at getting a team in Miami? I think well, why not. It sounds like they're working on it. I mean, personally, I, I'm not sure how much sense that makes considering. Why? Well, the Strikers used to be as a team in Miami. Yeah, but they, they, they didn't but, do very well. <laughs> I know, but Derek, you got to admit, especially with D2 soccer, if you don't live within arm's reach of it, you don't go. That's I mean, there's fair. not very no. many people no, no, that's that fair, travel. That's that's fine, but you know, they they played at FIU, they played at Tropical Park, and nobody came. They have a team United. They have I a mean, team in Miami in Miami United at Ted Hendricks that nobody goes to. So I mean, actually, and they've had six Nor- other Norris teams, Cole goes to those games. Uh, six other teams over the years that haven't done very well. They've either folded right pretty soon, or they moved and became the Strikers. And the if they, got better, if they had an NAS now, team, now I will say this: I think it would help them to have a team. And this has happened once before, but the guy ended up, boy, it's so much more popular for Florida. I'm going to fold my team in Miami and buy the Strikers. In the 90s, that happened. But to have a, now soccer is more popular in this country, to have that kind of local, real local rivalry might help Miami do better when you have a traveling well, fans a, coming in. I was in. just about to say that. Because when they were actually playing in Miami, there was never any traveling fans that came. Tampa didn't exist yet until they moved to Lockhart. So no one ever came. There was never any real you know, action. The supporters were there, but it was, wasn't a lot of people that went. Honestly, think of, think of how well that would be for the Strikers as well, because now you're forced to make a choice, you know what I mean? If you, if you want to watch I, I don't. You really don't think... Now, I'm going to 
If, if, they had a de- if they played in a decent place, you don't think they could pull 3,000 the same as what we pull in Miami? I, I'm, I don't think so. <laughs> they, they tried, and, and they didn't. Yeah, but you, the la- don't, you have to agree. The landscape of soccer has changed dramatically. Not, not since 2009. I mean, um, they were playing at FIU, and there was 200 people there to see them play the Timbers and you know, the teams yeah, were coming you, you don't think Josh Saunders was on that team. Now he's signed with New York City FC. He, was the, he won the MLS Cup with You don't LA think Galaxy, the strikers have changed since 2009? Or whenever we started back? 2011? It's 11? been pretty steady, but they've got, I think it's gotten better every year. But sure. I think, you know, it's just a better market in where the strikers are at than to play in Miami. Because, like, there's people saying, you know, they're never going to – it's not good enough for them in Miami. They want the best. And that's why there's people that stay home instead of come to our games because they want Beckham to buy them a see, team. I and, I see, you know. Here's why I got a tough time with that. If, if you put this, my team 40 minutes away from my house – well, I'm about 35 minutes from the stadium, I'd say. So 35 minutes. If you put that thing 35 minutes south into Miami, I, I don't think I'm going. I really don't. Exactly. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just don't, I don't speak the language. I don't feel very comfortable yeah. down well, there. Look, that's, like, that's, and that's to be fair to the point. Like, look, people outside this market don't realize that it's really two different markets. All right? There's Miami, and then there's kind of everything north of Miami and south Florida. There's two different things going on. Now, it may, and it makes sense. People aren't necessarily going to travel one way or the other, so it makes sense that two teams could work. It's just the track record isn't there in Miami, and it, you know it'll be very tough for them to to get some traction there. When you know recently there was a team there and nobody went, and it was the same level as this, same quality players. A lot of the guys made the transition from Miami FC to the Strikers, and you know. But I do want to give credit to Ed because Ed does come up. I wouldn't do what Ed does, but yeah, he's Ed crazy. Does. He comes from Kendall, but he's yeah. one of three that of comes all, from that far. Man, because oh. Ed likes the sport. That's the difference. Difference. Yeah, I mean, you there's know, three other people that come from that far. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know? I'm guessing. Oh, two from Homestead. Two from Homestead. Who? Oh, right, oh, Osman's people, right? Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Let's the guys that knew Osman Ramos. Yeah, wow. Okay. The guy with the flag, he's always bringing the flag. Right. Guys. They're cool. yeah. But there's a, there's always a few, but most people aren't going to come that far. And if you put one closer to them, maybe they'll go more. But you know, I, I think the that, track record isn't there. No. I think it might work. I mean, if if they had a nice small place somehow to to play, I think you can get three thousand if it was in in a, in a good decently like the NASL. So, Those kind of teams just don't have the marketing dollars because if people really enjoyed the sport, they would come see the strikers. If, I disagree. It's, it's tricky. It really it's is. Far, man. Because that market is, you know, Miami's particular, it's got to be flashy. It's got to be yeah. big time. The Dolphins don't do well and they're kind of on the counter lane, but they don't draw that well. The Marlins don't do well and in a palace for baseball that they're conditioned and they, it's a small that stadium in baseball and they can't, they can't fill it. Uh-huh. You know, to to they sold it out once, the first game they ever played there, and they haven't sold it out since. You know, the Heat, before LeBron came, those two years between when Shaq left and when LeBron came, it was some lean times at the AAA. They had the, the curtains up on the 400 level. You know, they had empty seats in there. And hey, don't, if, you, don't if, you talk down about Colin Quinn. Right? I, I, I had Quinn, way more Chris fun Quinn watching that horrible Heat team than, than watching them win championships, personally, because... So the bandwagoners kind of annoy me. And if LeBron goes back to Cleveland tonight, I'm sure next year it'll be a similar situation. They'll have to rehire some ticket staff because they'll have some seats to sell. Yeah, when is he? When is he making that decision? Yeah, team? I don't know. They're, they're staying by 11 o'clock tonight. Really? The strikers are going to sign LeBron. I, tonight? Yeah, they say maybe tonight they'll, they'll know something. Who knows? But, uh, you know, that's you know people will be jumping off of that bandwagon so fast if LeBron leaves. And even if Wade stays and Bosch stays or whatever, you know, it's... it's I am uh, so proud to say I couldn't give a rat ass... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't either, and I'm a Could if he's time for the Knicks. Yeah. yeah so but if he's not coming, you know, if, you know I, no, I remember. I remember, you know, when it was funny when that he got drafted and the Heat got, you know, the Heat were pretty bad the year before, and they didn't get a good thing in the lottery. They got the fifth pick, 
they ended up winners in that draft because they ended up with Bosch, LeBron, and Wade, and they won a championship before any of them came here, and they won two more. So they ended up uh, the winners in that. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but and that, the NFL Miami would definitely work. Yeah. I'm looking but, forward to that. But, you know, think about it. You know, people, you know, I, I don't think MLS would be terribly successful in, in Miami, no matter what they do. If they bring in 3D people, like, you know, they'll do well for the first couple of games, and then it'll be tough. Because just that's the way that the market is. Because that's still the best MLS team is not going to be up to par with what people expect as far as world-class team, world-class players. Even if the facility is fantastic, if they, built, if they got it built on the bay like they wanted to do, it's just going to be very difficult. And, and especially, look, you're going to have to draw people from all of South Florida and to put it at a geographic extreme that's difficult to get to for the majority of the population isn't a very smart idea. This isn't like Philly or D.C. or Atlanta, where it's essentially located... It's not like Lockhart, just off 95. Exactly. Lockhart's really in the center of South Florida. It's center geographically. It's right on the highway. It makes sense. That's why everyone ends up there in the end. It's just a flat-out shit town. Period. What? No, and I'll agree with you. In general, all of South Florida, sports-wise, it's not good. It's very difficult because of the people from all over the country... They come here like they, they've very got few every people. excuse under the goddamn yeah. sun. They'll tell you the team doesn't win, or the stadium's not nice enough, or the stadium doesn't have, know. or it's too hot. Yeah, There's it's a, a billion excuses. Yeah. Like nowhere else in the world is there a melting pot of people. Like New York, it's all whites, right? So that you can put anything there you want. Are you kidding me? Well, the, the difference is, is that people, people move to New York and they instantly have pride in being from New York. No, it's a you know shit I mean? town. Period. No, it is. That's what I'm saying. It's people come here and they don't have they don't. There's very few people like me and my brother that were born here and have pride in being from here. You know, right. Kenny's raising his hand, but there's not. You know, the majority of it is people that are first generation. Floridians. You know, there's I don't people buy that, that come shit. from someplace else and they don't. You know, like my dad. If my if the Baltimore Colts didn't steal away in the night to Indianapolis, I would have been a, a Baltimore Colts fan. My dad probably wouldn't have adopted the Dolphins because he moved here right when that happened, and the Dolphins happened to be in the Super Bowl. So I it just think out. it's way hot down here, and everybody gets so hot they just want to stay in their house. Yeah, no, it's that's... raining. It's like we live in Manaus. It is, and no. that's why, you know, see, this is the other end of the nice argument. Name drop. That's why the Marlins needed a stadium with a roof on it and air conditioning, but then they built it in the wrong location. They built it. At an extreme of the area where not everybody is convenient for them to get to. So they, they suffer from I mean, that. He, listen, our football team – well, not – I don't oh, – It's all those R's. I didn't, yeah, yeah, that ain't me. The Dolphins play outdoors, and it's, it's, it's either rainy or hot huh. as shit, sunny. It's dumb. Your hockey team plays in South Florida. The fucking ice is melting while they're skating on it, all right? The baseball stadium, they put it in the middle of this downtown area, built it beautifully, and it's nobody gives it. Right? That's not downtown, that's Little Havana. Which... Well, wherever that is, there's oh, a lot the, of people in a lot of buildings. Baseball. And then nobody freaking goes. It's just a shit town. It just doesn't no. work. It's not. Everybody should just yeah. stay at home and watch the English no. Premier League. The only, and some other honestly, the, really, the only reason you know, that there's any teams here other than the Dolphins is because of the TV market. And when the 90s, all of the leagues wanted to be in this big TV market because of the TV dollars that were coming into sports. And that's why the Panthers will probably always be here and why the Heat will always be here and why the Marlins will always be here because they want that market on their list of things. When they go to these big sponsors and say, hey, we're in all the biggest TV markets, they don't want to have a gap where they're not in, in a certain one. That's why, it's why MLS wants to go to Atlanta that's a crappy sports town and they want to come to Miami that's not great. And the same thing, they want to get into these big TV markets. And 
And that's, that's not that's not to say that there aren't good sports fans in Miami. I mean that that's not it. But the but the city. I mean no, right? The, it's, the true, yeah, it's quality over quantity. The I true think. supporters of a yeah, team. It's just there's, it's that, going to be an uphill battle to you know you always you know when the Marlins don't win, there's ten thousand people there. Exactly. If they go to the World Series, that place will be sold out because exactly. everyone wants that's to jump on the bandwagon. The same thing with that's the Heat. The, problem. the Panthers have had a, a really rough go of it, making whatever four playoffs in their entire history. So, but when they were good. That one or two years, the was place great. was rocking, and it, it was, was amazing to be a Panthers fan the years that they're winning. And, you know, that's the way that it's going to be, and that's the way that it is in a lot of places. People yeah. like to always rag on Miami and rag on, like, Atlanta, but you go, to, you go to some place where the teams are crappy. You uh, go to New York Cleveland. right now. You go to L.A. right now. Lakers, you can get a Lakers ticket pretty easy because the Lakers are pretty crappy. Mm. You know, you can go anywhere except for very few places, like Canadian hockey markets, Chicago. Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox and the Cubs, the Yankees. But even the Yankees sometimes, I mean, they're not, you know, when they're not good, they don't sell out every single game. And, you know, so this place gets a bad reputation, but every place is like that most of the time and the team's not winning, you know, unless you've got those certain places like Wrigley Field, like Fenway, like the Canadian hockey towns where that's part of their life. That's a big part of their culture and they're going to go whether the team's good or bad. And, you know, look, if the team comes here and, and that's the way that it is and they're drawing 15K for a soccer team. That's that's a that's a smashing success, yeah. I think, for for MLS. You know, to have a team like that, a, a middle of the road team that's not an embarrassment like Chivas has been this year, drawing four or five thousand people to games. Sorry, send, you know? send Beckham to a Marlins game. That that's what they need to do. They I need think to he's stop, stop sending them to, to Heat. Yeah, games. he's on courtside Heat game playoffs. That's not an accurate representation. You know, yeah, everyone's jumping up and down and doing Seven Nations Army yeah. when the Heat are in the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. but. You know, when Jermaine O'Neal was on the team and they won 15 games, it wasn't exactly like that, I remember. How cool would that would be if Bex was over there when you did the Lockhart Leap and he was in there we were all jumping up and down? Yeah, I mean, he would have got into that, right? Yeah, I would have been. That would have been pretty good. I'm going to tell you, by, by the brew-off, which is uh, August 16th, we're going to hear something about this uh, team being sold. We'll, we should hear it by then. I would say. Let's hope. Yeah, I hope so. I that would so. be, you know, and, and really that's, with all the stuff going on that somebody's even interested in buying the Strikers is such a positive thing and crazy. And even that somebody's interested in investing in another team in Miami in the NASL when Beckham is trying to put an MLS team there, that's, even, whether or not that happens or not, that's a positive thing for the league that people want to get in this league and, and they want to build soccer. And not just this league, but USL and NPSL, you see more teams and, all the time. And they and want to make money. They want to. I mean, but, listen, there's no, they no want, there's no other there's no other sport no, wanna, to buy into almost anywhere, no, right? Right. You can't you done. can't you can't buy a baseball team, you can't right. buy a hockey team, you can't buy you know, so they're getting on the hype train. You can get into soccer pretty easily in North America and you know, it's great to see that happening. And the more teams there are, the more the sport grows. Cause, I mean you're you know, guaranteed for your business to go up. Right. You really are. I mean, because soccer is so low right now and is and, and has been showing so much growth, you're guaranteed to make money. If you, if you, this is the time to get into something like this. I wouldn't say necessarily it's a guarantee, but if you're smart, you probably you'll if you can stick it out, you will. I think you know, like that the Sterling guy, the racist guy in L.A. He bought right. that team for five hundred thousand dollars in the seventies, and now he's they kick him out. He'll make a a good amount of money. So, a couple billion, yeah, a couple of billion dollars. So with a B, yeah. What, what a but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's great to see that investment in the game, and you know. The more teams in Florida, for me, the better. You know, it's, I want to go to more road games. So, exactly. You know, anywhere we can drive to and come back in the same day is pretty cool. And, and to be able to have that atmosphere, and that's what builds the game. Because I think the only thing that comes close to that is college football in this country, where you have just that ravenous fan base that's going to go to every game, and they're going to travel, and they're kind of regionally based, and you get those rivalries. And that's what makes it special. Because, you know, when the, when the Panthers play, you know, Minnesota Wild, 
it's kind of stupid, you know. It's it's mm. just a game. It's just another game. But when the strikers play the rowdies, it means something, and you really get into it. And or even when the Cosmos come in, I can't wait for those you know, Jacksonville trips. And Jacksonville's gonna be fun so to have step them. Step your shit up, Panama City. Right? <laughs> I know, right? Get get some more teams in there, but uh, yeah, I mean it's exciting, and and to see you know Orlando moving up, and you know just more soccer in this state. It's great. We went, 2005, there was no professional teams in Florida. Now there's five, you know, mm-hmm. or four or five. It's, it's Good thing. We touched about on all the great things in soccer. Let's let's touch on the the bad things that have happened. Let's uh, let's give a little talk to Atlanta and to Orlando. It's uh, I'd like to hear your opinions on you know what's. Oh been well, like. Atlanta was old news. The the supporters thing. Right. Yeah, that was you know they got banned. And mm-hmm. They recently got back in their stadium, but I guess it was uh, two days after we were in in Tampa Bay. Orlando City came to play the Rowdies for the second leg of their I four Derby, and uh, apparently one of the uh, Orlando guys threw some rowdy stuff on over his purple, went and stood where the Ralph Smob guys do, and then, you know, lit off smoke bombs and started waving his flag and took off his shirt and to start stuff up. And, of course, stuff happened then. And apparently a kid got punched, and they were running, you know, the, then his buddies came and tried to save punched him. They punched a child. They punched a 12-year-old, apparently. And, you know. It might have been a tall they child. Were, they were lit, lighting off flares and. It's 12 year olds yeah, my yeah, size. Yeah, I'm hitting yeah, you too. I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to check your ID before I knock you out. You might be was grown. Me. His voice was yeah. deep for yeah. his age. I saw so, pubes. Uh, I swung. So, yeah, there's been conflicting reports, but a lot of photos from our, our, some of our Rowdy's friends and, uh, of the Orlando people behaving badly. Four Orlando supporters got arrested. And as a result of that, apparently, uh, and I guess an accumulation of uh, incidents they've had with their supporters, they've sanctioned them and suspended them indefinitely until they agree to the, uh, I guess now the MLS supporters' code of conduct or whatever it is. Uh, he he puts it so eloquently. They punched a prepubescent child, like. They hit him. Jesus. They punched a little so, kid. Uh, what the fuck's wrong you know, with you, Orlando? We've had our, a toddler. We've had a, oh you know, God. in the past we've had a couple of incidents with, with the Tampa supporters. and. I would never but, punch a kid but in it a was kid's never, seat. If you're in a kid's seat, you get off. But if you're outside the I don't think I, we've ever had anything close to that what what's going on when they played Orlando and and uh, you know we've experienced in Atlanta the guys trying to steal stuff and intimidate and all this nonsense this right. this what? fake Green Street crap and you know it's it really makes everybody else look bad. Hey, and, but we're 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 a show all about positivity. So yeah. let's say hey, at least they're passionate about the game, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't fault them for that, but you know what? It's good that Orlando is they finally you know they took some steps to. Squash this out now. Get that element out of it, and uh, oh, they hopefully dro- they drop the hammer. Huh? They they drop the hammer on them, and, and so what? Know, what is the punishment? Oh, I think they got they banned. They I mean I, I don't think they they're banned from the stadium, but they they can't have banners. They can't have what flags. Is, they can't have is, smoke. They're, they're suspended from the stadium until they sign what's called their new fan code of conduct. Right, yeah. So they they wrote up this new code of conduct, and until both of the supporters groups agree to it, they're technically banned from the stadium. So, so they means, can't do anything organized support activities. So basically yeah. they'd be there at just people, which they it's, don't want to do. It's setting a precedent real nice and early in their history. Yeah. So if anything, mm-hmm. this is like amazing for the team. But on the opposite end, they can't bring any of their, their smoke or their lights or any other. But they've had problems too because they, they, moved, they had to move to Disney this year because the Citrus Bowl is being renovated. So they had to play at the small field on Disney's property and with their security, you know, you would think we have problems with our people. Disney's probably really crazy with any kind of stuff they're trying to get away with there. So they've had problems with the cursing and the, the whole situation there has been problems with when they played in the even the preseason stuff right. they do at Disney. So 
Mickey Mouse says, watch your damn language. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, so what, now, England, they don't do anything there, right? There's no streamers. There's no, nothing there, right? No, not really any smoke. Very pumps, little. Just... Every once in a while, you see, like, an overhead banner, but it's usually, like, something with the club. But no smoke. The game, yeah. No, no small pumps. Yeah. Right that. You know what we're really falling behind England in? Streakers. We need more drunk naked dudes, like, running across the field here in America. I want to do uh, that One so day, bad. Neil, one day, all right? Come on. I, 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 I want to do it so bad. I don't want to get arrested. I don't want to streak, but I, I want to... I, dude, I always think about that. I mean, when, right before you guys are ready to kick out, I always want to just we, jet across we that got, one time. We got to dress you up like a referee one time and just, and just have you go out there. I would love that, dude. I'd go crazy, man. It'd be so awesome. Just to see them all running around and shit. There's some legendary guys over there across the pond running across the field. <laughs> Those guys are great. They thought everything. They, they, they always just got the scarf and a pair of sneakers on. That's it. <laughs> everything else. Well, wank, wank or fucking flopping in the wind. Like. <laughs> but I got my scarf. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's chilly that time. Yeah, in case, I, in gotta, case I have to cover up, I have a scarf. No shame. I love it. That's what we need to catch up on. Come on, supporters. Quit punching kids. Start fucking stripping down and run across the field. Let's go. Quit knocking a kid out. <laughs> Have some respect. Yeah. Jeez. If you're going to knock a kid out, you know, make sure there's a one of the lazy rivers underneath you. So you knock them out, they fall right in the river. Everything's fine. I won't be long. No. I can't wait till somebody, somebody, somebody's diving off that thing. So it's going to be crazy. But you know, you know, they said that both of you guys won't be going on at the same time. When there's a match going on, the, the park will be closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, most of it. Because they said, well, like, yeah. the restaurant will probably still be open. Yes. And certain, I mean, they have the resort open. People are going to be staying there. Right. But they won't be in usual operation right. at night, which they're normally not anyway, what right. parks. So they'll have to figure out the traffic flow and all that. You know, when do you start letting people in for the game? And when does everybody mm-hmm. leave from the water park? But I'm sure they'll be able to work it and make it all work nicely together. It looks very positive. I mean, we, we talked to that one Schlitterbaum guy. He was cool. He was positive about everything. One of the strikers, I think it, it can't be nothing but good. Absolutely. I hope so. Right? All right, so we done? We're going to wrap this shit up? We done? We're wrapping it up? Everything's yeah. good? No uh, no show from the your mates at the... No, they no showed us the uh, Angry Union. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Angry Union, I had to drink Heineken all night. You, you bastards. I uh, would love to play a drop here or something to play us out, but none of this shit's working. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. But most importantly, make sure you are there Saturday night. Your strikers need you. If they're playing against the champs, you're all high on the World Cup. What a better time to come out, see it live, than on Sunday watch the finals. We're going to definitely have the uh, the game on Saturday. We'll be on somehow, some way at the, at the tailgate. So don't worry about all. Oh, if we go to the tailgate, we're going to miss the match. You will not miss the match. We'll be showing the match live. We're going to have food, drinks, parties, music, everything will be going. Make sure you're there Saturday. Anyone else want to say something? I concur. Oh, that's good. Don't blow it, Fort Lauderdale. Let's go. He's right Come there. Come on, it's not the team, you ass. Oh. I'm talking about the supporters. All right. Sparky, what do you think, kid? No, I think we'll, uh, you know, hopefully we can get a win. We're confident and, you know, we're looking good. And, you know, hopefully we put a good, a good game together and uh, we get three points. Tell that new goalie, man. He lets in one, dude. We're going to start the whistling. <laughs> hey, Chris, right. it's been the entire show. Do you think you can pronounce his name after, after we went through it? Oh, God. What's, what's his last name? Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's what we're going with. All right. 
Hey, don't let there be any controversy. Don't let one uh-huh. in the fucking net. Uh-huh. There'll be no controversy. We don't have goal line technology. In this place. I, I believe in Gunther. I believe in I believe that I believe in God. I believe that we are the strikers. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, See you Saturday. Hi, right, right, mate. Who are you? Good. What time is it?